Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. Oh. <laughs> we like to talk about ham radio, so let's get started, shall we? But what about other things? Fresh. So many other things. <laughs> so many other things. Fresh off the heels of Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Black Friday. Yes. The Cyber Week. The Week of Cyber. We're still in the week of cyber. It's true. Yeah. Recorded now on a Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. So we drop on the Friday morning. Yes. Very efficient. Absolutely. Getting back on the track of efficiency. I love efficiency. Recovering a little bit of our life. I'll just a touch. I love our life. I do too. <laughs> Alea, did you get any uh, hot pickups for yourself on uh, Black Friday or cyber, I did. cyber days? I bought myself a new bag. <gasps> oh, is this the, the fabled handbag? No, no. Of podcast lore? Just a, it's just a work bag. <laughs> oh. I bought a canvas tote. That's exactly what I bought. I bought but a it says tote. Balenciaga on the side. <laughs> it's just wrapped in bondage gear. So this is a, this is a bad medium to do this to you because it involves a picture. But I want to show you these school pictures of our kids. I've seen them. This is, I know, but this is Ben. Very he's happy like, face. He's like, happy. Sm- I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. He needs to give a little bit more teeth. He's like, a little more teeth. I, I'm fine taking this picture. Great picture. Fantastic picture. Yeah. I, he's, he's got just like a real mild smile. It's mm-hmm. a little Mona Lisa-esque. It's definitely got Mona Lisa vibe. Yeah. yeah. Mona Lisa feels. This is Edison. Also a nice picture, but such contempt for taking the picture. It's almost like he's, <laughs> he's like, like holding back. Yeah. Just rage. Just. I don't mind kids having bad school pictures because I think that's part of the school picture experience. Do you remember the time? It was before glamour shots. Yes. So late 80s, I guess. Mm-hmm. JC Penny. Where they would take a picture of a person. Yes. But then they would have another picture of the person elevated and behind as, the as like a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like a ghost shot. Like that face. Would be the ghost shot, and then the forward face is like the super super smiley Edison, or the other one where he looks like he's in immense pain. Is another one he does, he's like, like smiling with a frown. I think they should bring that back. I think the the duality of man, right? It's what, a, it was a real statement. What is the line? I have to scream, but I have no mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember what it is. I will. I, I. If I can remember, I will put. Somebody might have to remind me specifically mm-hmm. <laughs> to put these. They're good on the HRCC podcast yeah. channel of the Discord. If you want to see <laughs> the faces as we're describing them, <laughs> some people are really obsessed with their kids mm-hmm. taking the perfect school pictures. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we I do that not, is not I, a winning you, battle for us. You, that was never in the cards for us. Well, I mean, Ben's always take good, good yeah, he's, school he's, pictures. Yeah. Edison does not want to be there like ever. He doesn't like taking <laughs> pictures. So for me, um, this is the 100th anniversary of the AWRL handbook. For you only, though. You, no, I, you're the only. For me. You're the, for me. You're the only one who's gotten a hundred of them. That's right. Yeah. That's that's correct. So they came out with this 
hardbound volume. It's all black with like very simple silver like. And it says like Josh or something. The one hundredth handbook for Josh. Four ki six and yeah, yeah, only, only, only me. Yeah. So everybody else gets a hundred and one. They skip it. We just gotta. We gotta let it go. It's so ridiculous. So for Black Friday, they did a buy the 100th anniversary handbook and um, get a mystery box. It's like, like all in the box. I cannot even imagine what Again, a just for me. mystery box Just for is. me. <laughs> just me. That's all. So it was like a personal email. It wasn't even like a spam email. It's like... Josh, your 100th anniversary. <laughs> so I bought the mystery box. Josh, how's Leia? How are the kids? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> if it's not too much trouble, we're ready for you to receive. Um, yes. So, of course, we're kidding, everyone. I'm not <laughs> that much of an egomaniac <laughs> that I would assume the 100th <laughs> So I bought the mystery box. Mm-hmm. Very excited to open that. I may do that on a live stream. I haven't decided. Um. I bought a 511 Tactical. It was having a Black Friday sale. Okay. So just for you. Just, again, just for me. <laughs> I bought the Defender pant that I like. They had to I come wore in out. for a personal fitting. It was a personal of fitting of 511 Tactical mass produced <laughs> yes. tactical garments. Yeah. <laughs> I got a button down shirt. Okay. okay. So there you go. And then Gossamer gear because the umbrella broke. Okay. I bought an umbrella. Yeah. And I bought a backpack strap bag that can fit a camera. Interesting. And a bum bag. And this is in addition to your car purchase, is what you're saying. <laughs> I haven't bought anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've bought no car. You can't load it up before. <laughs> After the car, you go on a freezing spend. <laughs> a spending like, freeze. It's, it's only a freezing <laughs> It's only once you hit rock bottom, you must truly stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's how it works. You'll be alone. <laughs> again, a sign you've hit rock bottom. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, again, for clicking on the Ham Radio Crash Course. With the triumphant return of the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. It's back, guys. There was comments that we should bring it back, so it's back. We'll try to... Rain it in some. We're going in the wrong direction. Going in the wrong direction. We're already <laughs> three episodes, everybody. We're already trending back up. This is wrong. It's bad. <laughs> so today's is this the bad place? <laughs> so I'm gonna what I want to do with the hammer in a minute is make it like just a news blip. Like something to keep an eye out for. Okay. You know, like not All something right. necessarily whatever. Like stuff on the horizon. Sure. So on the horizon, a brand new application is coming out. On the horizon. Proof that the earth is earth is not the earth. Flat. <laughs> the earth is not flat. That's right. That's I was actually <laughs> I was contemplating making a why how ham radio disproves the flat earth. There are many reasons, but one of the easiest ones is just um, FM satellites. So you want to turn your channel <laughs> into a place where you argue with flat earthers? <laughs> this is it's a it's a pivot boy this house she got is really just too nice what if we spread a bunch of pig slop around and then let all the hogs in this place is a little too clean so the news for the day is everybody with an iphone 
Okay. okay. Heads up. Mm. There is now a Winamp. So Winamp. Wow. Winamp. Do you remember mm. Winamp? Mm-mm. Winlink. There is a Winlink application that is now in beta called Radio Mail. If you'd like to find a lot of information out about it, you can go to KM4ACK, Jason's K-Mac. And he has already done a video on it. I am in the beta. I, too, have been playing around with it. I have the same privileged situation that Jason has. We both are Moby-linked owners. Okay. Remember the, uh, do you remember the performer Moby? Yes. He got really into terminal node controllers, and he made the Moby link. Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. And he just plays music on it? <laughs> That's all it does. It's just illegally transmitted. <laughs> Moby on him radio. So these things, because of the chip shortage, it was it's a Bluetooth-enabled terminal node controller, or TNC. Okay. So you would plug the terminal node controller into your, uh, into your radio mm. via an audio cable, like mm-hmm. an aux ca- cable, and then it would Bluetooth sync to your phone. And then you could do all kinds of packet radio things on your phone, tablet, or computer, whatever, all wirelessly. Mm-hmm. So I've got it. So does Jason. We are in the minority of people who own this thing. So I'm trying to figure out other ways people can use the application to mm-hmm. get email via WinLink on your phone. But so far, it is so good. It's it's like the... Um, I don't think you should be allowed to do this. What? I don't think you should be allowed to talk about things that like... Other people, like very few people, can actually. There's a lot of people that own them, but they bought them a long time ago. They're not like, they've been around for a while. So the people that bought them three years ago, they've got them. They were around for like five, six years before the chip shortage. Okay. So those that wanted them at that time have them. But then I made a video about it. Jason's made a bunch of videos about it. And now people are like, where do we get this thing? And the company's like, I don't know. Where do you get it? If you find out, could you tell could us? Could you tell us? We'd love to know too. So it's it's a bummer, but hey, keep on the lookout for Radio Mail, and I made already a couple Instagram posts on it. Oh look, if anybody has a Moby link they want to get rid of, oh time God, to hit worth, some swaps. They're worth so much money. All right. It's time. We're we're diving right in, Leah, with your freshness. Mm. You're fresh for so, the test. Before I get into this, oh okay, uh, I I was at uh, dinner today. I went to a funeral for a friend of mine, um, and had helped uh, with refreshments and things like that. And so we went out to dinner uh, tonight to mm-hmm. kind of one last hurrah for her. And one of our friends is actually friends with the. Um, brand new CBS CEO is like the first AAPI to hold the position. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that's so funny. Would you like a ham radio sitcom? <laughs> CBS is the channel. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Ham radio is too edgy for NBC. Okay. And then Fox she was, is right out. And then she was like, would Josh be willing to do that? And then... <laughs> This is the person? The CF whatever? No, the... no, no. A friend. Of. Oh, okay. And she was like, I could totally see that because it would be like this ham radio operator, which is funny in the first place. Hilarious. And, like, and then I'm like, what's funny about it? <laughs> Good said... answer. I like that. I like push it back on it. Yeah, yeah. What's so funny about that? <laughs> you think that's like... Is this a joke to you? Nerd stuff? <laughs> 
Uh, and is uh, my entire culture a joke to you? And his Asian wife. <laughs> like, that's my Constantly characteristic. Constantly lamenting yeah. <laughs> everything he's doing. No, but you're a ham radio offer, but my personality is being Asian. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that, that's what I took umbrage to. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> You are defined by your interest. Right. I am defined by my genetics. <laughs> like, by literally who you are. Yeah. Uh, and then and then I had told her that John Amadeo had sent us a, a scene, like a, a script for a scene. I don't think we're supposed to talk about that. Oh, we're not. <laughs> I don't think that was supposed to be mentioned. It, it was great, John. So if you... That's as much if as you want to get on to CBS, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, uh, that's that's impossible. You're not even at three hundred thousand subs. Come on. No, I wouldn't be. <laughs> I would be like the 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 creative inspiration. Like I'd be the guy behind the scenes, like fact checking stuff. You think I have enough time to also be on a show? I have to literally <laughs> have major changes in my whole lifestyle to do that. Yeah, we're not doing that. No. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm going to go ahead and start with the test. Well, yeah. <laughs> I already clicked the button. I, I'm not trying to delay it or anything. No. I'm on question 21 of 35. Oh, pretty close. What happens if a signal is applied to the secondary winding of a fucking... <laughs> Four to one voltage step down transformer. <laughs> Okay, think about it. Instead of the primary winding. You know what? Can we try something different? What? I think it might help me. Yeah. If actually you explain to me the words in the question. (laughs) And then maybe I could suss out the answer. Well, okay. (laughs) I got to be honest with you. This one is pretty much on the sleeve. So what is it saying? It is a what? four to one. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me let okay. me give the options. Where's, where's the first word that you ran into <laughs> trouble with? What? what? <laughs> Happens. <laughs> if a signal is applied to the secondary winding of a four to one voltage step down transformers, a transformer, not, not plural, transformer, instead of the primary winding. Well, this one is actually a Decepticon. <laughs> Okay. A, the output voltage is divided by four. B, additional resistance must be added in parallel with the secondary to prevent overload. Mm. C, the output voltage is multiplied by four. D, additional resistance must be added in series with the primary to prevent overload. Okay, so you should be able to omit two from that right off the top, right? You got it wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> The answer is C, the output voltage is multiplied by four. Okay. So there are, okay, what is a transformer? It's usually two coils of wire. In the, More than meets the eye, for sure. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, in this case, yeah. So there's a primary winding and a secondary winding. winding and where you apply the voltage is either going to increase or decrease voltage, step it up or step it down. So the question says that you are applying voltage to the secondary windings, and it is a step-down transformer, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's a Mm four-to-one. Well, the name is the direction from the primary to the secondary. Okay. So if you applied voltage to the primary in this case, it would be a step-down voltage transformer, but you applied voltage to the secondary. 
and the secondary, then it flips it. It goes the other direction. Oh, see, I didn't get that. Well, I didn't. It, it's in the name. The it is secondary. A, so just remember, it. a transformer is literally transforming something. It's okay. going from AC to DC, or it's stepping up or stepping down voltage. It's transforming it into something else. The incoming oh, voltage. But I didn't understand that the secondary winding does the opposite of the primary winding. It, it doesn't necessarily do the opposite, but when you flip the polarity is what's causing the opposite flip. So, okay. If, <laughs> if the voltage is applied to the primary, okay. it will step the voltage down four, four to, to one. one. Right. If we, there's only two sides. Okay. Right. It's like if you had a garden hose mm -hmm. and it, on one end, there's a nozzle with one screw. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end, there was four screw okay. uh, hoses right. that came okay. out. So if I feed water into the single hose, I'm yeah. going to get water out of the four hoses. Okay. But it would be stepped down in power to the tune of four. Right. Or maybe it's the other way around. But if I flip it around and now I apply voltage from the secondary. Uh-huh. So the backward side. Yeah. Of the transformer. Backwards is the wrong term here. But the other side, it's going to step up the voltage. All right. Because it's yeah, a that's good. transformer flipped, basically. That's a good explanation. The ho I think I had the hose in the wrong direction. But you get the idea. You You're do have the hose in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> Which circuit is used to combine signals from the carrier oscillator and speech amplifier, then send the result to the filter in some single band phone transmitters? Hey, it's not giving me the data it was last week. I don't know what that means. Last week, the platform had shown me my f my pass rate in each category. Oh, they just gave up on you. <laughs> <laughs> they said that the AI, the energy to run the AI to do this is better suited with other people at this point. <laughs> okay. Uh, Got to step up, transform my balance. <laughs> Balanced modulator, B, IF amplifier, C, discriminator, D, detector. Okay, mm -hmm. so which circuit is used to combine signals from the carrier oscillator and speech amplifier, mm -hmm. then send the result to the filter in some single sideband phone transmitters? Okay. So... Single sideband phone implies voice. Voice, okay. And you have a carrier. I got it right. A balanced modulator. Okay. There you go. Just gotta think about it. <laughs> That's it. That was the trick. Are you trying to Edison your on way which, to the test? <laughs> on which of the following bands is image transmission prohibited? Mm. A, 12 meters, B, 160 meters, C, 20 meters, D, 30 meters. Well, you have seen this question before. I don't remember. This. Oh, buddy. Ah. It's D, 30, 30 meters. 30 meters. Can't do can't do sidebands or image transmissions why just because i'm supposed to memorize that um because now that i'm thinking about it in my head you can do digital modes and those are in upper sideband but the 
Hmm. Why is that? Is it because of the bandwidth? I think it's because of the bandwidth. Okay. But then you'd be able to meh. Okay. I'm 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 out of bed on this. I'm out of school on this one. You're out I don't of bed. Remember. I'm completely out of bed. You know, it's really gonna help. Mm-hmm. Podcasting in bed. You go on a trip and you come <laughs> back and your office is now completely dismantled and the only thing left in it is an Alaska king. <laughs> then, that was the discussion that's... before the podcast started. It's like, hey, we can get a nine by nine bed. <laughs> That's it'll, the entirety of my office. It'll take up the vast majority with just like a foot around each side. So you know why you know why this is humorous to me personally huh. is how will you get it all in the office? It's got two doors. It's nine by nine. Uh, yeah. There's a box spring. Oh, the box springs are three pieces. Oh, never. Oh, <laughs> It's only the mattress that is one continuous. And that is slightly yeah. bendy. So yes. You'd be able to. Yeah. I'd but be the, fine. The doors open in to my office. So. So you just take the doors off? Okay. <laughs> this will be fun for you. Dismantling my office would be a nightmare. It's true. I don't even know. Because ha- <laughs> the shelves are literally bolted in. Mm-hmm. And they're assembled like to construct the shelves. Yes. All those uh, those pipes. Yes. That, that had to be built up. Yes. You can't do it in any other order than from top down to take it apart. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I guess you could just take a hacksaw to the whole thing or just sawzall it. It's, it I got a good contractor. <laughs> yeah. Gabriel would literally poop himself. <laughs> All right. The next question reads, which of the following is the best instrument to use when checking the keying waveform of a CW transmitter? Mm. A, a side tone monitor. B, a field strength meter. C, an oscilloscope. Or D, a wave meter. I got it right. C, an oscilloscope. Good job. (laughs) That was a little happy dance. That was nice. The next question reads, in which direction or directions does an electrically small loop less than a one-third wavelength in circumference have nulls in its radiation pattern? A, in the plane of the loop. B, the broadside and the plane of the loop. C, electrically small loops are omnidirectional. D, broadside to the loop. Mm. Ah, I got that wrong. D broadside to the loop. Why? So if you think about the energy, the RF energy coming off of a transmitting loop, Mm -hmm. think of it like a bore sight on a gun. You look through the loop, the direction that it's going to transmit. Okay. But it's bidirectional. It transmits on both sides of the loop, the hole. So if you if you had like a toilet paper tube. And you look through the toilet paper tube. That's the direction. That's the loop. Now just compress that down to just a, a, a hoop. A hula oh. hoop. That's the direction the RF is going in. I see. And then get out of the way. Right. A lot of RF. All right. The next question reads, what is the minimum age that one must be to qualify as an accredited volunteer examiner. Mm. A, 18 years. 
B, 21 years. C, there is no age limit. D, 12 years. <gasps> I got, got that tricked. wrong. I did. Tricked. It's A, 18 years. You got tricked. You went with there you is gotta no be. limit. You gotta there be is 18. no limit to the age that you are to get your amateur radio license. But in order but to, to make new hams, you must be an adult. Otherwise, that would, you know. Yeah. You gotta be eighteen a, to make new hams. You don't want a statutory ham. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it like I thought that we could just float it and just leave it. There, but I guess not. Let's just pop that balloon. All right. Well, we'll have an email about that later. <laughs> that's, that's great, Leah. Good job. Thank you. Well, we want to thank you all for listening again, and if you'd like to study along with Leah. The best way to do it is the Gordon West test prep books. It's true. We have linked them. Have you ever seen Gordo? He's Happiest a man. Ray of sunshine. Yeah. The Technician General and Extra Books are on Amazon. These are affiliate links that we are putting in the show notes. So we do appreciate it if you go through them. We also really like the Fast Track series that you can get through Audible. Those are Audible audiobooks, basically. So you can sign up for Audible, you'll get one book free. And that book is yours for life. So if you decide to continue with Audible, which I do, um, I love Audible, to this day, been using it for months before we ever started talking about it on the podcast. Years, actually. Years. years. All those Warhammer books that I've been listening to. Oh, my gosh. 40K. A lifetime Oof. of Warhammer. Woof. Uh, so, yeah, if you'd like to check that out, consider joining out on Audible and check out the Fast Track series. All right. Join the conversation by leaving a review I do love reviews. on the Apple podcast for the Ham Radio Crash Course. We really do appreciate it. I mean, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts will help the Ham Radio Crash Course meet, reach more hams and the ham curious. And we appreciate it. Now, Leah, unfortunately, no reviews this mm. week. However... We got like a boatload of five-star ratings. Like people went in there and clicked the five-star rating like a, way more than normal. Like four times as many. As wow. Do. So thank you all for that. We thank appreciate you. you taking the time to do that. It does mean a lot to us. If you drop That's a review. That's what an efficient way to review. If you are one of the people that <laughs> dropped a review in last week's podcast and you're listening to this one, hop back on to the, uh, uh, the Apple podcast website or. Hop back on. On to <laughs> iTunes or whatever you're doing and maybe drop a little bit of text in there and we'll read it on the show. Anyway. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man or beast, one foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Indeed. Thank you, Kevin. So, so intense. <laughs> it really is. It is. So intense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, this week we are back on r slash preppers oh my goodness okay. who saw it coming and uh this is from user on the edge of freedom okay okay mm -hmm. it's titled low income preppers consider snap ebt benefits they help okay all right so apparently it's not as widely known as i thought that food assistance programs 
are not for and not intended only for people on the edge of starvation or that the benefits can be used to buy long-term storage prepping food supplies. As implemented by the handful of states I have looked at, these benefits are solely income-based. Note, an alert reader has pointed out that not all of the supplies in Texas, Nebraska, Michigan, Indiana, and Idaho, those states do want to know about your assets when you apply. Please check with your state before applying. The vast majority don't ask or care if you already have some food squirreled away. They don't care if you own a house. In fact, it, that makes you more likely to qualify because they do ask about your expenses. They don't care if you have money in the bank. The intent of these programs is to make low-income folk more resilient in the face of hard times, both short-term and long-term. It's basically as close as, as we get to government assistance for prepping. I have literally never understood that actually to be the intent of uh, SNAP or EBT. Um, gosh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to come at this one because on the one hand, if someone is, you know, making a, a menu, uh, like a food planning menu, and they're living within their food planning menu with their money and they have some leftover money from EBT or SNAP and they buy some cans, you know, some shelf-stable goods... Mm-hmm. Why would anyone be upset about that? Right. Right? Like, I mean, that's just... Well, let me continue. That just makes sense. Okay. I if was you, waiting for the... Uh, waiting. There's got to be some... There's got to be a hook here. Okay. If you look on Amazon, and I don't recommend that for poorer folk to rely on Amazon for things. No. There are cheaper ways. You'll find quite a lot of prepping food is marked as EBT. We're talking four-pound containers of freeze-dried banana chips which is obviously intended for long-term storage. This is entirely in keeping with the point of the program. If it wasn't, those foods would not be covered. Well, I mean, freeze-dried banana chips could actually be eaten as a snack. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how I yeah. think mostly they're consumed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people are like, I got to rehydrate my bananas. Right. <laughs> If you're resource rich but income poor, looking at retirees here, you can make a call based on your feelings on the proper use of tax money. I qualify for SNAP, retired, not on Social Security yet, piddling income, but I have investments, but I don't currently draw from them. Mm-hmm. I'm entitled, but I consider it an act of charity to not use the program. Though, if my investments keep declining, I will change my tune. I'm trying to do a 30-year planning here, and spending investments in a down market is always a poor long-term plan, but I'd absolutely encourage other people to. This is your right. I'm I'm really torn on this one, Leah. Mm-hmm. I know. Let, so, wait, 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 wait. Oh, my God. I've got so many things I want to say I about know. This. I told you it was yeah. going to be controversial. I told you it was going like, to be controversial. Sometimes I think of controversy as like I'm angry, but I'm not angry about it's either conflicted. direction of this. Yeah, it's I'm, conflicted. No, I, I can see. Well, uh, okay. go ahead. Some folks might feel that if you already have some food in storage that you're not poor enough to apply. But I'll repeat it again. The program doesn't care about your current assets. It is very deliberately based on income only. Mm-hmm. If you get on the program and use it to build up more resiliency in your food pantry, that is a proper use of the funds. Food insecurity doesn't mean you can't eat today. 
It can mean you have a job but expect to lose it in a few months. Like you're hand to mouth. And need to build a, a food store to tide you over. It can mean there's a hurricane coming mm-hmm. and you have two days of food in the cabinet and are going to need two weeks instead. It can mean you're expecting medical bills to wipe out your ability to get food down the sure. road. Sure. It can mean you're just concerned about instability in general because you've learned that life is uncertain and poverty sucks. Why doesn't the program care about current assets? Because the people who designed this aren't fools. Let's say you're very low income and can't afford enough food, but you still have something in the bank. You can use what's in the bank to buy food. So why should someone else pay for it? You might be thinking. So you do that until you have nothing left in the bank. And now you have to apply for assistance anyway. But now you can't afford to do car maintenance, pay electric bills, clothing, medical. You've gone from bad to worse. Mm -hmm. And the things you can't afford will make it more difficult to get a job. Everything becomes more daunting, right? Living becomes. Which would get you off the program in the long run. Yeah. Try getting and staying employed with a broke down car and dental problems. It's very difficult, particularly on where you live. Like L.A., could you imagine? Oh, impossible. Not well, on time anyway. Not, not completely Depending impossible. on where you live. That's depending true. on where you live. I think it would be much harder in the suburbs of not L.A. proper because I, I think that there's a decent amount of just, jobs just like to think, population. Just think of like as the people as people start getting older. Like is everybody yeah. going to hop on a bike and pedal their way to work? That number decreases. Right. Is everybody going to take the bus? Not necessarily. Or they're not going to be on time. And mm-hmm. how much of your day gets impacted? Just taking right. a bus. It's uh, it's incredible. There are a couple of good reasons to apply today. A certain political party has shown interest in the past in curtailing these benefits, making them asset-based. It's unlikely they have given up those dreams. It could well be a case of if you get it now, you keep it, and you might not get it at all if you wait. Some places, at least, have upped the benefits due to COVID, and that might change. The difference can be dramatic. So if you want the help, now is the time. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat that the point of the program is to allow you to conserve your assets while building resiliency. Long term, that is what's best for you and what keeps you from getting poorer helps the state. Building up reserves is the heart of prepping. Even if you don't need this, tell friends and family. The more people around you who are prepped and resilient, the better your community is. In any downturn, and certainly in an SHTF situation, the poor are the first to suffer and the last to recover. This is a potential fix for some of that. And when your poorer family and friends do better, you do better. This is pure enlightened self-interest, if there was any. Please do not tell people here or in the real world if you've applied. Uh, Even in this sub, I've seen blowback towards people who already have food and applied anyway. Out in the real world, the blowback could be more extreme. No one has any right to know what assistance you get as long as you get it within the law. SNAP for low-income preppers is not a loophole. It's deliberately part of the program. That's why so many prep foods are covered. Okay. Yes, this is controversial. And so before we dive into this, I would just like to level the playing field of saying, let's leave the politics on the side for a second. Yes. And just talk purely on the merits of the right. the, the talking points here. I 
completely see their argument and where they're coming from. I think that it is true, particularly as people get older or they get closer to the threshold of getting into an economic situation that they can't dig themselves out from. Yes. That there's no reason why they can't use something. Like if someone is literally living hand to mouth, Mm -hmm. right? So they're they're sustaining their everyday food Mm -hmm. out of their own wallet. Yes. But that is like a a sickness, an injury, a medical a medical problem sure. or or just a family member needs help or you can't do the same amount of stuff you or you just start getting older there's mm-hmm. no reason why you can't do some of this stuff buy some canned goods some seriously shelf stable foods right the the problem and, and so this is where it starts getting into the into the like how do you know you've gone too far Right, because at some point... Can you go too far? Well, so there, that's a good question. If, if you are on... If you if you are paying from this out of taxpayers' money, that's that's what this is, right? It, it's the taxpayers are paying from this. It's coming out of the, the government. At some point, it stops being like you are being responsible and mm-hmm. kind of saying, yes, I'll, I'll take this charity. And yeah, sure, it's charity. I'll take this charity to make sure I don't become a full dependent on the government what's worse a uh, uh, hundred cans of food or someone who's completely dependent on the government for years right right i would take the hundred cans of food but then is is 200 too much is 300 too much at what point do we do we tip the balance right and, and does that matter as to your so your as you're going? as i was reading it mm-hmm. i'm curious what the comments are on this one i might have to after the show go look at this the way I feel about this mm-hmm. is that if you are using, you know, the money that you have built up right. for um, for things that are completely necessary, mm-hmm. right, that would be like base level, you would not have a home, you would not have a job. Right. Right. And you would not be able to feed yourself. That is like a thermal. That is the the destruction of society level for the person, for the individual. Right. 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 That that is the SHTF for the person. If that is what you are spending your other money on. Mm-hmm. Oh, fine. Okay. If you are spending your money mm-hmm. on. And unfortunately, it's all that avocado toast out in um, out in Orange County. Mm-hmm. There are certain communities that <laughs> I already know where you're going with this. that really do abuse. This. Yeah, you know, I, they. OK, so maybe we also put abuse on the side. Please finish the point. But like th- there will always be abusers of every government program. They, they course, will always exist. We can't avoid that. Right. But mm-hmm. continue your point because it is a good point. <sighs> They spend their money on luxury goods, right? Mm-hmm. Or they will... Like, we're talking people driving BMWs and Mercedes, rolling around with Gucci bags type of thing. Right. Or they will because... just Simply because they qualify for Section 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they're able to actually not report all of their income. Right. They get paid under the table. Right. And yeah. because they qualify for Section 8, they mm-hmm. will rent places and leave them empty. 
Wow. Okay. This is actually very common in, in certain communities. You'd think you'd put like a Bitcoin miner or a grow house in there or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make your money work for you, right? So um, there, there are abuses of the system, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. I tend to agree with uh, On the Edge of Freedom. I do too. That if you qualify without cheating, like we're not. Yeah, let's be really clear. We're we're taking him in in the argument he's making. Right. There is a probably a a, a pretty decent number of people who exist in this space. They're not mooching. No one wants mooching until you can create a perfect system, which doesn't exist because we're human beings. Nothing Mm -hmm. will ever be perfect. Taking his argument on the merits that he's giving it. I I'm inclined to agree with him. I, I I think that he makes a valid point. I I think that there is. I agree with him as well. Don't tell anybody about this. Don't tell people you're doing this. Right. Don't talk about it. But at the same time, I I get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Right, because again, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to beat the dead horse here. But if you're if you're truly living like close to the edge, economically, mm-hmm. right, very little buffer. Um, very little assets. You're like, you're. It's like my grocery store analogy that I they bring up all the time, right? There's only so much food at a grocery store, right? right. Well, for some folks, there's only so much money that they have access to. There's only so much mm-hmm. actual ability to broker for the absolute requirements they have to live, right? Now, the 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 issues that you know all these little little things that are popping up in my head are. Well, how many cans can you really like have if you have an apartment? Like how much how much of this stuff can you actually have? Right. Right. So there is a balance, right? And if you were and if you were planning for like a proper disaster situation, you're not gonna be able to take all that with you. Plus you probably bought cans and those are heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it already becomes and yes, prepping in general is kind of like the rich man's hobby or the rich man's paranoia, if you will, right? So, but, but having a, a safety buffer yes. is, I think, I think totally valid. There was another point that I was trying to get back to, but I got sidetracked by if you talking about Orange County. Yeah. So that's this week's preparedness corner. That's a good one. I'm curious yeah. what people think about that. Mm-hmm. And again, you can email us at lay at ham tactical.com. Now don't, don't just completely blow up the email box on this one, because I think this is a really good one. But, um, you know, again, I, yeah, gosh, I really wish I could remember where I was going with that point that I had in my head. I got so excited talking. I'm like, okay, we gotta, we gotta be careful on where we're going with the Orange County folk. You get, yeah, you got people, they're close to being destitute. They could get injured become a dole on the state or become fully dependent on the state having a buffer of food might be able to keep them from that or medical supplies even right mm-hmm. right because then they're not clogging up the the er's well plus it's um i wonder if that counts medical first aid i bet it does, does i don't it? know it's I not don't, food i think it's, it's food. not food i think it's yeah, okay but i i think the other thing is that Forcing people, like disqualifying people from the program because of the assets that they hold, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're talking about investments, right? Like, it, it's it's not liquid. If there was a right. true disaster, it's not liquid enough. 
not only is it not liquid enough, but there is kind of this expectation that it's your average return on your investment. Right? Oh, particularly if you're living off of dividends. As you get older, right? People yeah. are going to be doing that. Yeah. And if you're forcing people to liquidate, say, somewhere in the low side of the price cycle, right? then you have significantly – you haven't just taken a dollar from someone. You have potentially taken $5. Right. With with potential growth in the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll leave it at that. I, I, don't, I don't have a huge disagreement. I'm bummed out that I couldn't remember my other point. <laughs> So the show topic for today is... All right, so today's discussion for today is... Go on to the show. This is a bit of a show cleaner. The topic of today's show is... Gentlemen, let's get down to business. Is that a Dolby sound? No. Isn't it the more you know sound? No. What? Is that the Dolby surround sound sound? At the very end? No, at the beginning of a show. Let's play it again. So the show topic Wait, today so today's is discussion for today is go on to the show topic today the topic of today's show is gentlemen let's get down to business there's definitely the, the little rainbow the more you know i don't know you don't know i don't know that is a huge meme like how does that not how do you not know this <laughs> okay uh well all right show topic for today it's kind of a twofer I'll save the second part for the end here. Antenna analyzers should be a one of your big first non-radio purchases, particularly when you become a general. Okay. Antenna analyzers. And so there's a bit of a preface here. Generally, when you venture into HF, the antenna starts to become more important. Okay. Right? Big wires, you know, you pass the people going down the highway. I point out ham radio antennas. I'm like, that guy's, you know, that guy's got a yaggy. He's got some crazy vertical thing going on. Look at that contraption, right? Those things that you see when you're driving down the road. The precision um, that those links are, right? The, the, the spot at which they resonate. There's precise measurements that go into that. And we use an antenna analyzer to generally do that work for us. Now, how this differs... So some of you may be thinking, I've got an S meter on my radio. So I will just figure out where my S meter is the lowest using uh, some kind of carrier mode like AM or FM or maybe CW or something like that and figure out where my lowest SWR point is. And then I'll find where it starts to rise and it starts to you know rise on the other end going high and low. Well, that, that works if the antenna is already cut within the bands. But there's many antennas I've built where we don't even start out in the band. We gotta chop, chop, chop. We gotta audition. We gotta. <laughs> They're not even in the band. They can't even play an <laughs> instrument. They don't even know what's going on. No, you gotta chop, chop, chop that antenna, and usually we cut them long for a reason. So all of this going into like building an antenna generally requires you having an antenna analyzer, and the world of antenna analyzers has just improved and diversified greatly. Antenna analyzers used to be a very expensive tool and they were big and bulky and they ran on all these batteries that we'd have to, you know, it's all made of metal, look like a shoebox. The MFJ I'm thinking about you specifically here. But then you get rig expert on the scene and they're sexy plastic, much smaller, runs on four batteries. And now we're in the world with the rig expert sticks, and those are 
tiny e-ink displays or little tiny OLED displays, or is it an LCD? I think it's an LCD uh, with Bluetooth capability to your phone. So you can port some of that imaging off to your phone. But then we got the Nano VNA. So for $50, you can get yourself a network vector analyzer. And that's a that goes beyond the antenna analyzer world a bit. It, it's a tool of, of many different skills. But the time is, is right. We're, we're close to Christmas. You may have a ham in your life, or you may be the ham in your life that you need an antenna analyzer. You, I'm talking about you know themselves, right? Mm, mm. You probably need an antenna analyzer if you don't already have one. And I think regardless of whichever antenna analyzer you have, a nano VNA is, is a really good thing to have. There are many things I will go to the nano VNA for before I go to my much more expensive rig expert for some cases, not all cases. So tuning up antennas, dipoles, fan dipoles, making a Yagi, vertical antennas like the Wolf River coil, being able to adjust them live in the field, having something like an antenna analyzer is invaluable. It makes the whole process much, much faster, and it cuts down your running back and forth between the radio and the antenna and the radio and the antenna. A lot of them have ability to test your coax for the actual physical length of the coax. It will test to see if there's damage somewhere along the line for your antenna system, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. The rig experts generally do this. The nano VNAs will go so far as to be able to print on a Smith chart in a lot of different, for different things you're doing, whether you're testing a filter or you're testing an antenna. If it's multi-banded or mono-banded, you can adjust all of that within the menu. And it's in, it, it is really a solid buy. And I know a lot of you may not be thinking about this yet, and that's okay. Um, I know I said that, hey, the next big non-radio thing you should buy is probably an antenna analyzer. But hear me out on this on, on why. I've bought and made antennas. Okay. I bought from large companies, well, large ham radio companies. Okay. Right? Expensive antennas. Over $1,000 antennas many 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 times right mm -hmm. and i've had issues with them in setting them up in troubleshooting them when problems occur and every time the tool of choice is always an antenna analyzer it's always to pull the antenna analyzer out take a sweep of the antenna see where we're at where we expected to be at for the links of the wires that i purchased that was a part of a kit or a part of a whatever and then I've got to call the company and, and start talking with them like, hey, you sent me these pre-cut links of wire. They're supposed to go into this hex beam antenna and they're totally screwed up. It's totally wrong. My SWR is through the roof. All of those things were only possible because I had the antenna analyzer. The testing of what was deployed, being able to have evidence for when I talk to people about what's going on. And then further, there's still a ton of like off-the-shelf retail antennas that you buy that there's still a lot of work for the end user to do most end fed half waves don't come cut they come with a, a big length of wire and you cut it to the length you need and then you put it up in the air and you test it again with the analyzer and then you start walking the length back cutting a little bit off cutting a little bit off Th those are for commercial antennas not even ones you're building yourself right okay. so you're still going to need an analyzer in that case Think of the DX Commander. The DX Commander is basically a fan dipole on its side. 
So you've got multiple vertical elements going up a side of a pole. And guess what? You need an antenna analyzer to test all of those. And you're going to have to go around and test all those bands multiple times as you start walking all of them into place because an adjustment to one could subtly change the tuning of the others. So the analyzer is, is paramount as a tool, as a thing that you need to have in your toolkit, particularly when you start getting into HF. Okay. For a lot of the VHF, UHF guys, you're probably okay, except that your world goes topsy-turvy when you start going above 70 centimeters. If you start going into the serious high, high-frequency stuff, then you likely need um, some level of antenna testing, but analyzers in this space get very expensive. The higher you go in frequency, testing equipment goes through the roof in price. So... I'm mainly talking for all the HF folks right now. You can easily get yourself into an antenna analyzer from anywhere between $200 and $500 for like a rig expert type of an, uh, antenna analyzer and $50 to $150 for a decent to good nano VNA. So those are my recommendations. Now, the second show topic, why don't more laptops run off of 12 to 13.8 volts? I am baffled by this. So uh, we, we talked about the Maestro, the Evolve 3 Maestro laptop, mm -hmm. the $60 laptop, right? I discovered right after I bought it that it runs off of 12 volts. Like the, the, the laptop will run off of a ham radio battery. The battery right. you take into the field, I can plug it into my laptop and boom, it's charging. That's a reason you big love it. One the of the, yeah. It's so cheap. Well, yeah, sure, but Jank actually, I, I would, I would, I would easily pay two hundred dollars for a laptop that will just run off of twelve to thirteen point eight volts. And the the issue is that a lot of these laptops, they actually are pretty close to it. Some of them run off of like fifteen, eighteen, nineteen volts. There are some that run in in way more than that. But there's no good way to figure out which ones actually will run off of our ham radio batteries. Hmm. I want a janky laptop. I want a cheap, disposable laptop that the the, the supply is not going to run out. The Maestro threes are gone. They're gone. You you can't even get them. Right? They're they're extremely difficult to get. The prices have gone through the roof. Which was which was a sixty dollar laptop is now selling for well over a hundred dollars on the on the resale market mm -hmm. right now. People have figured out. Oh, this is a hot item. I need to get on this like ASAP. Right? And they bought up all the supply. Uh, Micro Center is completely out of them. I think Amazon are selling them for like 120 right now, which Michael is a reseller's Center. mark. What? Michael Center. Did I say Michael Center? No, I said Michael Center. <laughs> oh, right, because I remember that. Michael Why would I go to Michael's? Why would I get a Raspberry Pi at Michael's? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense, my guy. I, I just wish that there was a way that I could Google 12-volt operating laptops. Because what happens, and it's really frustrating, you start talking to people about laptops, you're like, I don't know, I plug, it runs off 110. I'm like, no, the, the brick that you charge your laptop mm -hmm. runs off of 110. Your actual laptop, that's a, by the way, that's a transformer. Ah. It's taking AC and converting it into DC, and it's going into your laptop. Okay. To the okay. tune of 15 to 19, to up to 100 volts in some cases. I think my... my um. I think that's what my MacBook Pro runs off of now. It's it's stupid. Anyway, that transformer is what people think of when they start talking to you about the charging rate or voltage or whatever for a laptop. Mm -hmm. But that 
circle, you know, coaxial cable or whatever plug they run off of, that's not necessarily um, AC at all. It's it's DC and generally of a, of a certain type of voltage. And the ability for us to get laptops, like cheap laptops, again, I want a cheap laptop, sub $200. It doesn't have to be great, obviously not but run off of our ham radio batteries and power supplies, we'd be golden. We would be in, I think people would be more likely to get out of the shack, likely to be more comfortable in doing FT8 in the field if they had a laptop that they don't care if they if they broke it or that they're more willing to be a little bit, you know, cavalier in its mm-hmm. usage. You know what I mean? So in that sense, I, I anybody that knows of the, the right way to find more of these 12-volt to slash 13.8-volt laptops, reach out to me, hosh, uh, josh at hamtactical.com. Email me over there. Let me know if you've found a good way to find them because I, I will get more laptops and I'll test them. And I will – I've got a couple of Volve 3s actually I've got to give away eventually. Eventually. Maybe Christmas. I don't know. I haven't decided. But um, – yeah, I would love a Linux laptop that would run off of 12 volts. I would love a Windows laptop that we could get easily. That's my goal. Anyway, there you go. Okay. There you go. What's happening? The staircases change, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. On your left, you'll see a place of mourning this week. Oh. The shipping and receiving depot. Oh. Is it the depot? Uh, Annex. Is it the annex? Yeah. It's an annex. Yeah. Or is it the voicemail annex? Oh, it's a shipping receiving department. Right. Okay, department. But now it's a place of mourning. Why? So I have a shout out. I have a shout out for, I'm going to just say Robert. Robert, you know who you are if you're listening. Robert is somebody that I met at Huntsville, right? Huntsville. Remember that? (laughs) Robert works at a alcohol distribution center. Okay. Okay. He told me about a magical place that's like their seconds area. All right. So if a box gets dinged. And uh-huh. maybe a beer breaks, mm-hmm. it the whole case goes to the seconds area. We're talking domestics, craft beers, very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Cases of Chimay, cases of all what? kinds of stuff where there's like a beer, right? It's the How scratch and dent for, for there. How do you go to there? Well, so I'm assuming all distributors have this kind of stuff, right, going on. But, but when Robert came out to Huntsville, he came out with a a, a cooler that you could shove a human into. Okay. No, no, I think it was a Yeti. No, it was a, it was a really nice Yeti. Someone else had the human size cooler. Really nice Yeti that was jammed, packed full of really good beers. That's probably why I overserved myself on, on one of those nights. But it, it, it fantastic. So Robert emailed me and he said, I'm going to send you a, a care package, right? And I said, Aww, okay, that's, that's so wonderful. Nice. So thoughtful. I, I really appreciate it. And he said, and... I'm going to include some of my favorite mead. And I went, oh, man, I love mead. I've made mead. I love it. It's it's truly, thank you. So I went to the post office. Okay. Excited. 
the 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 tracking was supposed to be delivered on that day but oddly enough the tracking two days before i arrived at my p.o box just disappeared all of it all the information gone i am holding up a picture for leia this is what i received a plastic bag oh my god with a piece of cardboard shoved in it that was the label the shipping label that was sodden Oh no. And then they magic the markered broke. Magic markered on top of it something about package, product delivery, returned, um, all kinds of stuff. But the the obvious message here is that the the beer slash mead did not make it to the shipping and receiving department. And Robert, I just want to say, one, what you already did at Huntsville you'd had you, there's no reason you had to had to do any more than that and the fact that you thought about us and wanted to send us something to the tune of yes thank $25 just to ship the box he really did pack it he said really well but it did not make it did not make the journey i'm so, so everybody sorry. play a little sarah mclaughlin song in your heart right now because no. uh i'm <laughs> i'm no, very sad very sad. Robert, thank you so much. I wanted to take that moment just to say um, thank you for the attempt. Um, and I'm I'm just bummed. On multiple levels, I'm bummed. Aww. So, all right. Well, we're moving along. We're going to go to the voicemail annex. There we go. We'll get this right yep. one of these days. And we're going to just go straight to your reading, your email to us, or all the angry people who had to swerve off the side of the road to scream at us about <laughs> something we said crazy last week. So here we go. Here we go. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Are we going? I think so. Hey, Josh and Leia. That's this it. This is Andrew, K-E-8-F-H-B, the mailman ham again. Hey. Uh, thought I'd call with a uh, hams in the wild story I just encountered. Hams so I was uh, walking down the street uh, delivering the mail, as I do, and I um, came across the came across the house with a really, really nice uh, beam on top mm. and a nice older gentleman up out front mowing his, or not mowing his lawn. He was from um, He was riding the It doesn't matter. He was doing some form of yard work. And um and he I I startled him a bit because I was just you know sneaking as I do up to his mailbox. I snuck up on him. And, and said, That's um, a nice antenna. And he took off his leaf blower <laughs> and he said hi. I said hi naturally and I was like, hey man, what's your call sign? And he gave me his call sign. I completely forgot. So yep. you know, there there we go. It happens to me, me all the time. Like Don't feel bad. Something. So that's that's real specific. But I gave him my call sign and then we we talked a little bit. He told me about a local 80 meter traffic net and you know. Oh, 80-meter traffic. Um, anyway, that's all I have to share. Hopefully I get around to writing that email, but I probably won't because I have way too much on my plate. Um, any, anyway, um, I better get back to work and stop wasting uh, government time um, talking on the phone. So this is $78. You tell me what happened to my mead. You tell me what happened right now. Leia, yes. what does the ARRL stand for? Amateur Radio, Radio Relay, Relay League. League. Okay, so they started out actually moving messages from people to people. Oh. Right? That's what he was talking about, the 80-meter uh, tran- transport net. Oh, I, can't, I, I totally spaced it. Anyway, there is an actual, like, it's like the telegram. It, it's, it's a telegram service. Mm-hmm. That's how people have sent us messages in the past. Right. You could still use this. That's what the AWR was based on is actually 
transporting messages from hams to hams to get to its intended party. It's literally in the acronym for the ARRL. So that net that he's talking about, you can go on 80 meters and you can hear people transmitting messages to get them long haul to their destination. Interesting. And there's a really – so if if anybody runs into some of these nets, they're really interesting. Just listen. Just listen to them do what they're doing, and they're fascinating. A lot of them are CW. There's a a decent chunk that are still Morse code because it's very efficient and it doesn't take a lot of power, nor does it take big antennas to to be effective, uh, like countrywide, if you will, in Morse Mm -hmm. code. Yeah, really, really cool. So, yeah, check that out. Okay. Checking it. Checking it. Next voicemail. Here we go. Hello, this is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu. Nathan in Southern Vermont. Hey, Nathan. So I saw on a Facebook uh, post, I think it was, I don't think it was HRCC Facebook group, but another group, I think, uh, someone posted a link to a video from the MontanaPBS.org. Um, and it is actually, I don't, oh, it, um, <laughs> it uh, keeps playing in the background. He's getting a time traveler. It's called Ham. <laughs> and it's, it's a 26-minute video created by um, and directed, filmed by... Um, university students at the University of Montana, I think it's School of Journalism. Wow. And they made a 25-minute video, 25, 26-minute video um, featuring three or four ham radio operators in the state of Montana. Uh, they, that they is covered awesome. different subjects. These were all older um, to, to medium-age hams, so they were all it was young people talking to old, older operators. It was really <laughs> neat. They covered talking, a lot of young, different subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did uh, EME, uh, CW. Oh. They did a POTA. They recorded part of a POTA activation. Um, some VHF, UHF uh, contacts just on um, one four six five two zero, and they had actually. A couple of the people that they interviewed um, talking to each other on just the on the just local comms. I gotta talk. They about did. This. Uh, they were showing some. Oh, Nathan, you'd have to pause. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was just good timing, I guess. Did it get cut off? No, it just paused. Okay. Oh, you paused it. No, it paused itself. Wow, Nathan, so good. Producing uh, uh, without uh, even trying. Okay, Nathan, so how I did pulled you this control up. my iPad? <laughs> I pulled up the Montana PBS, right? And, okay, let me... Do you have the link? Pull the link up so you can laugh along with me. Do you have it? Okay. So it's almost as though the way they have their video system, which is their own internal video thing, I texted it to you. My phone's dead. Well, use your... You have an iPad. But then it'll take me out of... Okay. Yeah. So it's almost as though they have like a a track and album system. So they don't fully understand the concept of like a video has a video title. Okay. So it has like a a title of a track and then an album track and then like a a description, right? So the title of their video is all capitals, HAM. Yeah. (laughs) It just says HAM. And the album title, 
all capitals, ham. <laughs> no, like, how's Google going to crawl this? Like, unless it's total <laughs> word of mouth. I mean, you're all hearing me. So please go in the show notes and watch this. But literally, the first image I'm looking at is, a, is an ICOM 7610. And the description says, get to know the culture of Montana radio enthusiasts and their deep passion for ham radio. Uh, no, Katie Allen is Wyoming. I was like, oh, man, you got to get to Katie Allen. Um, yeah, okay. Should go. I just, like, in the show notes, should I just write ham? Ham. <laughs> ham, all capital letters, colon. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, like, do you want to get crawled? This is... The... <laughs> <laughs> You're so upset. This is... Uh, like I, I PBS has come up with a lot of good stuff, right? But yeah. they don't have to compete with anyone. There's no competition. <laughs> you would never drop a title like this. I'm gonna make a video that just says ham and we're gonna look and see how well it does. It's gonna do horribly. People are gonna be very confused. Very confused. Fair. I yeah. Okay. <laughs> ham. And and what's worse is the URL is also just ham. That's Amazing. the last, that's the last, ugh. guys. All right. And it's a university. Oh, sorry. Even, <laughs> sorry, Nathan. Yeah. I apologize. Go ahead. Had a part where your, the equipment wasn't working correctly and they weren't able to get a, the uh, radio to key. So it was very, it was very uh, accurate. So I just want to let you know about that. I'm probably going to send you just a quick email with the link, but I'll say the link in case anyone wants to. Not check the show notes. Oh, please tell um, me about ham. But it's montanapbs.org <laughs> slash programs slash ham. So that's ham. really neat. Thank you. An easy um, link. So I hope you enjoy it. It's uh, just 26 minutes. Nice. So we will definitely watch sure that. It was shot from very again. well. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu saying. I, I haven't even watched it yet, but I can tell already that a lot of the shots they took super like Boca. Lots of Boca. lots of. Oh, dude, this is super Boca. Oh yeah, like, this is a super. Good, I'm scrubbing. I'm scrubbing through it right now. <laughs> super Boca Raton. <laughs> it's I ate. This is uh, really nicely done. Oh, and a lot of radios. Some dude has a beret. Wow. Um, lots of different radios in here. I saw an Elecraft, a lot of icons. Somebody's doing FT8. This was shot really, really well. That in Montana uh, journalism college. They, glass act. They got some. They got some glass. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, here I'm gonna watch this after the fact. Right on. Cool. I love it. Yeah, Nathan, thank you for that. Although, please, PBS, man, up your game on titles. Do something. So it's do something Act other than like ham. Ham isn't an acronym. It shouldn't be all capitals. <laughs> See, I just went full OM on that on those guys. They don't even deserve that. What's next? All right. Thank you so much, Nathan. Great suggestion. Hey, Josh. Hey, Don. Hey, Don. I am actually a member of the American Amateur Radio Club as well as the chaplain of my local as well as the chairman of the unidentified uh, veteran remains for the Department of Texas, which is the state level. Wow. Uh, chairman of that. With that. Um, and uh, you not have to have been a veteran. She uh, needs to be the son or the daughter or a grandson or granddaughter of a veteran. Uh, they also need to 
We've talked about this. Up that there yeah. are no more specific war eras as long as you served in the military from December 7, 1941 until it's not going to be determined by Congress, you can now join the American Legion. Which means, Josh, if your dad joins, you can be a son of the American Legion. Yes. And boys can as well. We, we've responded um, to his email on this topic. About so much don um you weren't super clear though yeah so don uh, that was you know what's funny about a guy who works in the cell phone industry i don't think he had the best signal right now <laughs> yeah. I, he was probably on a mountaintop talking yeah. to us hold on he's got a second voice hey josh my head. oh my oh, god don, what field tech again. just thought i'd leave a quick uh now that we're coming into the, the christmas duck in the levels blow my ears everybody out. that that enjoys and believes Wants from the song I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. I'm here in Texas. I don't want to like Christmas ever again. I grew up in Chicago and uh, I had 20 years of white Christmases. I'm sick of them and sick of people. Just wanted to throw that out there. This is Don, AE5ADX. Thank you. Thanks so much, Don. Appreciate it. All right, and that was our last voicemail. Okay. Well, that means we're starting to ascend, ascend the tower proper. All of your emails, you can send them to Leah at hamtactical.com. Leah, I realize we didn't give the phone number for the voicemail. Oh, let's do that now. Do that. If you'd like to leave a voicemail for us, it is 562-334-2389. There you go. My ears actually still hurt from the peaking. Yeah, I, I think it's your speakers or um, the headphones you have because mine, I didn't, it didn't spike for me. So anybody that, that got spiked with the, with the juxtaposition of Don, uh, Don's two voicemails, I apologize. That's my fault as being a bad audio engineer as also being a co-host of the podcast. What? <laughs> and also trying to add a comment for Don on a video I'm posting. If you are listening to this very early in the morning, the video won't be live yet, but I am dropping a Will It Antenna video tomorrow. What? Yeah. It's been a long time. What a treat. Yeah. So, Don, uh, shout out to you, bud. Your comment a couple of weeks ago on doing some kind of, well, he's been tuning up a lot of stuff, reminded me I've got that sculpture garden at Cerritos that I haven't tapped yes. for its full antenna potential. So no, that was, wasn't that um, was Ham Solo? Ham Solo's Will It Antenna. No, it was yeah. Ham Solo. You're right, Don. Well, okay, Don, you deserve some credit too, but Ham Solo's the one I got. <laughs> I'm going to go take care of that right now. So let's let's climb the tower again. Lay at hamtactical.com. That, we're, we're making our way up this tower. Okay. Making our way up tower. <laughs> Solid. That went fantastic. Couldn't couldn't be better. All right. Well, we're going to start the tower out with um, a topic that Josh has gotten emailed about tremendously. Oh, is this it the past camp out? Week. No. Okay. 
It's titled Someone Spoofing Josh's Call Sign. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. And this is from Ryan. Hey, Leia, this seems to be the only email I can find related to the HRCC community. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the other email that you can contact Josh directly on is what Josh at hamtactical.com? Is that Josh at hamtactical.com? Okay. But don't contact me about the guy bootlegging in Georgia. Because <laughs> we know. We know. Can you relay back to Josh that I have sent him a message on TikTok regarding a local non-licensed ham operator using his call sign? Yes. I'm trying to get as much information as I can, but it seems he's also doing this on three to four other repeaters in the area. We are located in Georgia. He had no idea what someone was talking about when they said, when did you move from California? Of course. They, so, of course they know. He doesn't know how call signs work. And he also informed someone on a repeater that he owns a call sign registered to Cleveland, Georgia, that someone is allowing him to use the call sign so he doesn't have to get his license. Yeah. Okay. So this is one of those situations where you just let it go. Yeah. There's nothing they can do, right? There's 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 nothing anyone can do about this, right? Other than refuse to talk to the person. That's what just I'm saying. Do just do not engage. Just let it go. Just don't engage. And, and just carry on your conversations carry with on. someone else. Just carry on. Don't engage with them. Um, it sounds like the guy has been pretty surly with people telling them to oh. expletive off themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're not, you're not going to talk them into stopping, mm-hmm. right? And I'm surprised it's taken this long for somebody to try to use. Your call I'm a sign. little bit. I'm not going to say that I wanted this to happen, but um, expected a little right? bit, a little bit. And, and it's it's actually happened before. But it's that, an underestimation of the ham radio community. No, I don't Do think it's an underestimation. I think that that actually shows a, a level of at least baseline character that they're willing. They're not willing to go below. Right. But sure, you're going to find a troll inevitably there's going to be a troll that is going to, you know, do okay. something like this. So the best thing to do is just not engage. Just don't engage. There's there's really no point. Um, there are other things afoot at the at, at current regarding mm-hmm. this whole situation. Other things afoot, you and say. And that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. The You know, the FCC is aware. Uh, there are multiple. There was a post on QRZ. Everybody's aware, and I think the message is all the same. It's just like, hey, don't engage. Just let it go. And it, it's... People know it's not me, okay? I think everybody knows it's not me. I think it's you. Although, oh, really? Yeah, I think Am I in Georgia right now? Yes. I have have wanted to go to Georgia and actually just, like, tour around Georgia, like, the historical areas. Yeah. Just haven't had the time. Or are you already? (laughs) (laughs) Telling people I'm just a trench coat full of bow fangs. (laughs) That's all I am right now to you. I'm sitting across from you, but really, I'm just a man made of bow fangs. <laughs> so uh, I'm actually not going to read uh, Ryan's call sign, but thank you, Ryan, yeah. Uh, yeah. for reaching out. Appreciate that. I'm not going to read his call sign because I'm not entirely sure he wanted that read no. on the podcast, no. but it doesn't matter because I thought it was interesting. <laughs> oh, it's super interesting. I just, it's like, okay. I mean, what, what, what? 
what do you yeah. want from me? What do you want from me? You want to go hunt this guy down? You want to go get some dogs? Go to Georgia. You want to get some dogs? <laughs> you go hunt this guy down. Do the RF thing. Yeah. Get Randy and his in, in his Randy and I and mobilize. His just mobilize. Just Randy. We're, we're going, going to Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> Let's go, dog. Like I'll pay for gas. We're, we're looking for a guy with a bow fang. Like what, like, what am I gonna? What am I doing with my life at this point? The next email is titled Photos of Abandoned Ham Shack. If you remember, the very beautiful Charlene had uh, shared her happening upon an abandoned ham shack. Yes. 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 Is this, are these the fabled pictures? Uh, Charlene says, these are what I screenshotted out of my friend's snap. She had gone with a friend. Uh, screenshotted from a friend's snap chat. Yes. <laughs> What the kids do before? Well, those are all adults now. She said the kids are now on TikTok. Right. <laughs> she, she said she didn't originally send it because it's not much. Uh, she says honestly, I'd love to go out there m- myself and explore. I just haven't had the chance. And I'm going to go ahead and show you these pictures. Okay, I'm ready. So that so you can tell us whether or not uh, all of our is. friends on the Discord chat. Make sure you uh, you go to the ham radio crash course podcast area or hrcc podcast Ooh, and uh you'll see these pictures okay so that is a 12 amp um okay it's a rack of some kind that is the blurriest picture but okay i'm getting that is a school bus (laughs) was the shack in a school bus and that's where it was. There's a dropped it, pin it for it. It is entirely possible that that just could have been a pirate radio station. It's oh. probably more likely that that was a pirate radio station versus an actual ham shack. So Because when a I, ham shack, people aren't like, they're not going to hide about it. It's not that difficult to get a ham radio license. Mm-hmm. And even if they, there's a guy in Georgia that will tell you all about it. E- even if you're not legal, like you can still just, like nobody... You know what I mean? Like, unless people are going to mount the horses and come after you, it's yeah. more likely. It, it's more I likely think there a, should be more a, mounting of horses, honestly. Like building a posse, a ham radio posse. Yeah, yeah. I am going to drop these pictures in the HRCC podcast channel of the Discord so everybody can And then can you can tell them. us there what you think it is. One of the pictures is actually a dropped pin of the coordinates. So mm-hmm. if you're close to there, perhaps do, you too. Do we have permission to share the dropped pin? Oh my God, this wine is totally I don't different. Know. I don't. I can ask. Both these wines are Peanut Nor, but they're quite different. Peanut. Peanut Nor. <laughs> is, is the. <laughs> Ooh. What am I'm I still drinking? On, I'm still on my first glass. You're well, that's on your to the fault. next bottle? What? You this drink is... a whole bottle by yourself? No, you have a glass. That's. <laughs> uh, this is the Aerith from Oregon. It's a 1990. 19- it's a 2019 Pinot Noir. This one's actually quite good. Somebody brought this to the party. But this one tastes like it has cloves in it and allspice. Cloves and allspice. But it's a California Pinot Noir, which Ooh. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the first one's great. Okay, here, try this. This is a, this is nutty. Is it a seasonal wine? It, it's got a bear on it. This is really good. Swap. Are you kidding? This is fantastic. It tastes like Thanksgiving. I like it. <sighs> it tastes like Thanksgiving. <laughs> in a wine? I don't want that in a wine. Okay. We added the star anus <laughs> for your wine pleasure. <laughs> All right. 
Well, thank you much, so much, Charlene, for these pictures. I'm going to shoot you an email and see if it's okay if I drop those coordinates, because guess what's happening to that ham shack? Oh, it's getting <laughs> some guy in Georgia with a power fag is going to go take it over. <laughs> and, and use your call sign. Yep. <laughs> Amplify his power. And then he's got wheels because it's in a school like, bus. If you're going to bootleg, mm-hmm. why even stay on the on the legal channels? Do you know what I mean? I, and I, like, just go forth and break all the rules. I know. But... We, I know. We started out this podcast like in a hugely like Josh is an egotist. Like, yes, the Ada Laurel <laughs> Beta Handbook for me. That was totally a joke. joke. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, if there was a call sign that you could bootleg. Mine is probably a wild one to do. Like, right. I right, imagine right. that even people that don't like me would be like, uh, you're not that jackass. You're not that you're not that guy. <laughs> oh, more like, on that and, later. And, 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 and I, I'm sure there's more even. But like I, I'm I'm guessing also people that don't like me would know that I wouldn't do this. Right. Like I wouldn't do this. I would never treat the bands this way. But I think if, even also, even if you think I'm the biggest jerk in the world for many a reason, which I'm sure I know there are people that out there that feel this way. They know that I wouldn't mistreat the bands intentionally. I would never do that. Right. I would never. But also, ever I act think that they could the recognize air. your voice. I'm guessing also. Yeah. Right. I'm because guessing. Because in almost it's, any media that you maybe post, that's why aside from the monthly um, newsletter, <laughs> your voice is excluded. That's everything I do is my voice. Yeah. All right. The next email is titled Surge Protection, AC0WL. And uh, this is from Barry. Hey, Josh and Leia. Greetings from AC... (laughs) It's Electric Owl. Okay. (laughs) It's AC0WL. The Electric Owl. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to email you and hear what you have to say about surge protection in your ham shack. Sure. No, not lighting protection. Surge protection... A lightning protection. Mm-hmm. Surge protection is to protect your equipment from unintended electrical anomalies from the electric utility. We had a near disaster at our main repeater site a couple of weeks ago. We had an extremely windy day that wound up bringing down a large branch onto the three-phase electrical lines feeding a radio station where we have our repeater located. Wow. The resulting electrical surge blew up a lot of equipment at the radio station. Yeah. It also blew up the surge protector on our repeater. Okay. I was, okay. Okay. Thankfully, we had a quality trip light surge protector on the equipment and the surge protector was the only casualty. This protected our new fusion repeater, which had been installed over the summer. I work in IT. And I can't express how important proper surge protection is. When I worked for a consulting company, we had a computer, a computer, a customer could also be a computer. You don't know. AI's His come a really long way. Data. <laughs> Who took a lightning strike to their satellite the computer dish. or the human? Wait, what? I'd rather the, the computer took the lightning Listen. strike. What is going on? The human took we it? We had a customer who took a lightning strike to their satellite dish, resulting in every piece of network equipment in the firm being mm-hmm. burnt out. Yes. I worked on the firm's president's PC. It had a built-in NIC where the Ethernet cable is plugged into the computer. And Nick was like, that hurt really on- bad. <laughs> 
Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> but <Bada> boom. <laughs> Computer on the motherboard. Built in Nick. <laughs> Everybody, you know, Nick is very. Yeah, Nick is very proactive. Yeah, Nick's like, can, no, it wasn't me. Yeah, but I can. saw the job opening for it, a built-in Nick, and I was like, tempting. he's like, I was busy was deep tempting. frying a turkey <laughs> in the best way, and uh, and really just being knowledgeable about everything in the world. Right. You know, everybody needs an onboard Nick. A built-in Nick. <laughs> okay. Fine. Was it onboard or built-in? Built-in. Yeah. Okay. The motherboard was charred where the Nick was. <laughs> Nick? Come on, dude. Gotta stop wearing that copper suit to work. <laughs> Fortunately, the hard drive and... Do you not call it a Nick? Uh, and you want me to call it an NIC? A ne- I would like you to say a network n- interface card for the <laughs> remainder of this email. <laughs> no. You know who... My no, dad always calls it a Nick card. A and Nick it's, card. That's, yes. You know, that's that was, redundant, oh father. That's... <laughs> So as a as a software engineer, we had a, a lab where the prototype equipment, like payloads, satellite payloads existed, and it was the SIL, Software Integration Lab. And some people called it the SIL Lab. The SIL Lab. The SIL Lab. A bunch of engineers all rolling around, too That's... super redundant. It's like, oh, dog, please stop. Fortunately, the hard drive and the data it contained were intact. Computers can be replaced. Data, not so much. Ah, see, this is a, this is actually a reason why having a traditional spinning hard drive is sometimes an okay idea. It's a bit more resistant Ooh. than your SSDs, which are just straight going to burn <laughs> when, it gets hit, when Nick gets electrified. <laughs> All right. Poor Nick. Okay. Burnt in the Nick. Okay. Let is he done? Uh there's more, but I'm gonna let you respond. Okay. I'm gonna let you this finish. is a a minefield of a problem. So we as ham radio operators, we have put Baofeng in the corner. Like this is not baby. <laughs> Baofeng can be put in a corner. The Baofeng of surge protectors are everywhere. When everyone goes to buy a strip plug mm-hmm. that they think they're buying a surge protector, they are buying the Baofeng of surge protectors. It doesn't matter who's making them. Wow. They're mostly all complete trash. Wow. Okay. So. Big words. Complete trash. Please. Complete trash. Complete, please, please. Do yourself yeah. a favor for your thousands of dollars that you have built up to in building your shack. Please, please use a good surge protector. Please. Uh, Also, do the right things for grounding, safety grounds, AC grounds, lightning grounds on your antenna. Do all that stuff. I'm not saying you've got to do it all tomorrow. I'm saying build yourself a plan in the next 12 months to get it done and do it. I've had – no, it was Yeti. Yeti on the Discord said, hey, we went through and bonded my ground my ground spikes. Mm. He said my noise floor has dropped significantly from doing that. Boom. Really? So not only is he safer, he's got a, a better noise floor. Fantastic. Good on you, Yeti. Buy yourself a good surge protector. And I would even argue in some cases you should look at something called an AC line conditioner. Okay. Which is a whole 
another bag of worms that we're not necessarily going to go down. Let's continue the email and then maybe, maybe we'll pick that back up. All right. Well, Barry says, bottom line, please, please, please don't purchase the $20 Walmart special when it comes to search protection. Thank you. Yes. If you can spend the extra money to purchase a quality surge protector, you won't regret the purchase. Thank you for allowing me to play a small part in the ham radio crash course. You, you are a, uh, Thank 100% you, correct. Barry, you're 100% correct. 73, yes. Barry. Well done. Uh, I um, So a, a, an AC line conditioner can also help if you pick up ham, if you pick up noise on your ham radio off of the power lines in your home or that you're picking up off of the grid, potentially. Potentially, it will reduce that. It's almost like an AGC for leveling out power spikes that come in over the power lines and in your home. Line conditioners get very expensive, though, because you start dipping into the performance arts, the instrument people, people that have amplified instruments okay. and all that stuff, people who have, like, racked PAs, um, many other devices that that need line conditioning because they have all these things that draw a ton of power, right? Okay. Line conditioner, though, you may have to go to that level in some cases. Fantastic. In addition to a good search protector. That's a great PSA, Barry. Much appreciated. Fantastic. Nicely, nicely word. The next email is titled "I passed my tech." <gasps> Ooh, spicy. There we go. Congratulations. Rack says, I took my tech and passed on the 24th of November and just got my call sign. I am now officially KK7JKO. JKO. Welcome to the club. Right on. Man. Exciting. That's also a heavy CW load. Wow. Remember J? Jay's it's the just worst. Just kidding, though. Jay's the worst. J JK, <laughs> JKO. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, Jay's da, da, da. I don't want to hear you rant again. Jay's the worst. It's like the first letter of my no, land. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't want to tell people who I am on CW. Excited to hear about your ham radio adventure. I can change my call sign, but I can't change my name. I mean, you could change your name. <laughs> I got to get a lower CW8 name. I'm Anne. <laughs> That's I'm T. <laughs> or et <laughs> et two and et. <laughs> just et the next email is titled lightning and this is from douglas and the thunder <laughs> the lightnings are cool and this is referring to the f-150 not the oh, weather yes. phenomenon <laughs> the lightnings are cool. Yes. Got it. But the range is too short for the traveling I do. But for city travel... Oh, I, from... I, Douglas and I have been emailing back and forth <laughs> on this one because he included me on this one. Normally, I'm not included, but Douglas usually includes me. From Phoenix to Tucson, one would be great for me. Yeah. I do work at a Ford dealer here in Arizona. Bruh. I see them regularly. Now you have me wanting to look at one at lunch. Which trim level and interior did you order? Douglas, if you work at a Ford dealer, do us a big favor and take your radio on your lunch. 
into it. I, I'm gonna, okay. It's fine. It, it's just going to be part of the adventure. We'll figure it out on the channel. I don't think how to so. mitigate? Yep, we'll oh, figure it out. I, I actually terrible. don't. I don't expect you can never problem. mitigate it. <laughs> so I got the uh, the whole thing is charged with RFI. <laughs> just, uh, just all RFI, hundred percent RFI. I'm like Ford. This is you're jerks. You can't even use your phone in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I brought a pack of hot dogs from the, from the market. They're cooked. My kids maybe have a glizzy every time we have dinner. I got 12, bud. Also, I'm suntanned. I'm Irish. How did this happen? How have you done this to me? Uh, I got the, uh, the Lariat with the extended range battery. Now I, God, want, I hate talking about this car so much. I, I know you're getting you're getting so, so much anxiety. So much anxiety. So much anxiety. <laughs> so I just I just wanna I just wanna lay this out there. In 2017, I bought a Nissan Leaf. And I have lived with 60 miles of charge. I couldn't do it. I've done it. I've done it. I went to San Diego. I couldn't Diego. do it in a day. I, I went to San Diego. Uh-huh. With my 60 mile an hour or yeah. 60 mile maximum range yeah. electric vehicle. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I find that's why you're getting a new car, right? You're so fine. No. I am <laughs> one. Yes, I am. Thank you for acknowledging this. This is like this. the Josh Ego show. I can't. I have to get out of here. I'm suffocating. <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> no, it's I, too I have literally lived with the most range anxiety. I, I have, and 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 in the entire time I've had it since 2017, there was only one time where I actually ran out of battery. And I we mentioned on the show I was I was like a quarter mile from the house, and it was because I was antsy in the pantsy to go to HRO. And then what <laughs> it was did you literally do? driving back from HRO. And then what did you do? Um, I just had them tow it back. I had AAA. They'll tow any distance. Ridiculous. I, I told the guy, I'm like, I'm literally a quarter mile down the street. He's like, oh, oh, this is great. And he's like, here we go. Boom, 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 done. And I just like, I had the kids too. That was the worst part. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to walk my kids to the house. And they're like, yeah, sure. Take your time. I'm still hooking it up. See you there in a second, bud. And he literally dropped it. bone perfect, <laughs> Perfectly just boop, dropped it, plugged it in, right back on. No problem. I wonder how amateur and CB radios would work in a lightning. Yes, Douglas, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I did make great. a radio console for my 2021 F-150, but the body styles are different. Not sure about the interiors. Are you going to be doing any drilling or using lip, third brake light, or similar mounts? Um, yes. All three. So far, so far, I'm looking. I'm looking at stake mount for the HF antenna. I'll probably have a hood mount opposite the AM/FM antenna for APRS, um, and then I'll probably have a second stake mount on the other side for a proper VHF UHF on the back end. I'm thinking on the back end. I have to figure out how to get everything into the cab. Although I don't think that's oddly enough, like. I think going to a truck is going to be like the best thing for ham radio because there's supposed to be all these access pathways. The front's everything. a trunk. The front is a trunk. And I... <laughs> the frunk? When I pop the frunk <laughs> on that bad boy? I'm sure that... So this this truck, the, the one that I went to go climb around in. What if when you put a radio in the trunk, it's actually EMP proof? <laughs> so hear me out. 
So again, we talked about this on the show when when Leia uh, when they when the Ford dealership said we have a Lightning, come check it out. So I ran down there. I like got in the frunk. <laughs> okay, because I wanted to find what out. What do you mean you got, you wanted to find out? I mean, I didn't tell them. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't grab a guy. I didn't grab a guy. Like, Close it on me. Close it. I didn't do that. I just want to see how comfortable my prisoners. I will mean, be. this is my new sleeping space. Close it. I want to see. There's no. There's no protection in the bed. You assumed it was. You thought that people would think that it was your sleeping space. They think you're kidnapping people. Okay, that's. Hear me out. So. I popped the frunk open and with it open, I jumped into it to sit and then I just started like crying no. from its beauty. No, no. <laughs> you were moved let, by the beauty. Let me finish. <laughs> you think this is you think what you said is funny. Let me tell you what I did. I started pulling body panels off of the inside of the frunk. What? To find out where the 12 volt battery is. Like unclipping things like there were people that are working that were like looking up and like what the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> Somebody's got to call somebody. This guy is dismantling a truck right now. I found it. It's actually you can you can um you can jump a car actually really easily out of this. There's a you open the frunk straight to the back. There's like a a panel that has a handle. You just lift it up, uh -huh. pops right out. Access to the 12 volt right there. And wow. I think I think there's a couple of pass throughs into the cab right off of the 12 volt. So I could build and there's actually a decent amount of space that I could build like a little fuse breaker and attach all my ham radio stuff to it and and charge it all off of one connection to the uh, to the to the 12 volt. Wow. I'm really excited. This it's going to be a lot of videos. Sorry if you're not <laughs> if you're not into this, but going to have to make videos about it for multiple reasons. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully that answers all of your questions about the lightning, though, Douglas, I think you might know more about it. Oh, yeah. Douglas is like, yeah. <laughs> I'm driving one now. His voicemail goes, I'm in it now. It's really nice. <laughs> so quiet. <laughs> and that's Douglas, K-A-7-L-I-K. <laughs> yeah, let us know about your radio test in that, in that bad boy. In other news, I, I saw a, a used car listing for the same year S2000 that I had. $32,000 used. Wow. With about the same mileage I had on mine. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. The car I never should have sold. Jesus, Josh. Never. <laughs> never should have sold it. Yeah, it's it's fine. No. Live, live with this, okay? No, I can't. It's, it's... The, it's the one that got away. Oh People have women that got away. For me, it's the car. That is the car. I shouldn't have let. I should. You were car. gonna have a woman that got away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, in that case, I would. Then yes. Okay. Yeah. I, see, I see how this goes. Actually, I get it now. The dude chose the car. She got away. Yeah. Oh my god! This makes a lot of sense now. All right. The next email is titled "Podcast Issue." Oh no. And this is from Joseph. All right. Joseph. Dear Josh and Leia, I wanted to start by extending a measure of appreciation for your diligence in advancing amateur radio forward. How big is the measure? Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. I do have one piece of criticism uh, that I feel should be taken uh, seriously. Mm -hmm. In your latest podcast episode, You Don't Need the Internet for Ham Radio, 
profanity was used. And I happened to have my seven-year-old daughter in the vehicle at the time it was playing. You should consider the audience that your podcast may hit and how it will impact those individuals. Until the language can be improved, I decided to unsubscribe from the podcast. How will he know I hope, if the language improves if he's unsubscribed? <laughs> I hope that the content will provide improve in the future. Mm. How will he know? And I'm actually I'm I'm gonna say Joseph, but I'm not gonna put in his call sign. Yeah, just absolutely. In case not. No, somebody is absolutely not. Uh, upset and a big fan of the profanity. <laughs> that, big. <laughs> Joseph, I love it. <laughs> profanity fan here. <laughs> love it the I've most. I've been waiting for them <laughs> to dip into profanity. Yeah. So first, first, I'll let we, you. I, I have replied to Joseph. This is another one where I was okay. also emailed on. So first. We do try to be really conscious. We I, I do, think so. and we, in in fact, I, I mean, I I dropped one curse word. You did, yeah. It was under your breath though, so maybe people didn't catch it. No, I. I have... <laughs> and yours was much worse than mine on the last episode. Was it? Yeah. What did I think you said? Like the f word earlier. Me? Yeah. Oh, I didn't say the f. Yeah, when you were taking the test. Yeah. No, I did not. Well, it was a f. Like that. No, I used the A word okay. at one point. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, we do try to be conscious. Sure. Well, I we, mean, we're not trying to be an explicit podcast. I, yeah, absolutely in, yeah, not. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the last podcast and this podcast, mm -hmm. we, uh, I came from somewhere where I had drinks. Oh, you did? You drank? Yeah. Where you came from? <laughs> yeah. And uh, on Thanksgiving, we obviously both had drinks. And, Thanksgiving was rare. For and tryptophan. <laughs> so so <laughs> let us let us remember uh, Thanksgiving was already really late. We yes. had already been mm -hmm. we've already been drinking. That being said. Um, yes. You go ahead. Uh, Give, giving this is this is the Josh egotist episode. Oh, like, could you give me some compassion? Yeah. <laughs> could you could you Please, allow sir. me? Please. Sir. Could you allow me to make a mistake once in over a hundred episodes? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> there could be mistakes made. I am only one man. And I mean, I'm also a person. But I'm the one that drank this bottle of <laughs> Airath from Oregon of the Peanut Nor variety. Like, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I we do my best, but yeah, things happen. Like, I mean, come on. As soon as we realized that this was something that people were listening to with their kids, <laughs> oh, there's, there's we did. listening to this. <laughs> oh, when the kids started popping up, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a, and then a while. we were like, yeah. "Oh, feels like we should censor a little bit." I feel more. like I'm a a parent at a Chuck E. Cheese. Right less <laughs> less rock bottom stuff. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, I mean, we try, but also. Mm -hmm. It's Josh and I having a conversation. We're going to, we're going to, we're, okay. We are trying. We, are. we will continue to try, mm -hmm. but occasionally there are going to be slip ups and we'll do our best. I hope you give us the conversational respect to know that that's not what we're about. Right. right. I, I think that's, yeah, I, I think we, collectively as human beings, we're not giving enough conversational respect to people. Okay. In the person, I think we do. Online, probably not. 
right? So just assume that it's the same thing. It's the same thing I said to Leia when he started dating. Leia, if what I told you bothered you, and you could have took it two ways, a way that bothered you and a way that didn't bother you, mm -hmm. you should take it the way that didn't bother you. What if I can only take it the way that bothers me? <laughs> and, and that's how it is for some people. It's like a third rail thing. And it's obviously yeah. for this gentleman, it's yeah. like a third rail issue. So it, so if anybody else out there feels the same yeah, we, way, we don't mean apologies. It. We don't mean it. Yeah. The last episode was a, a, a bit of an off mm -hmm. standard one. So I think everybody knows that. So, all right. All right. Well, thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. It has brought, it has been brought in. The next email is titled Ham on Montana PBS oh. from Volunteer Podcast co-producer Nathan. Wait, you already... Here is a link to okay. the excellent high-quality film about the ham radio in Montana and the world. Wait, he foreshadowed this. You really need to see he, it. In the voicemail. It's true. A-plus yeah. producing. It, it, was, it was shot really well. Again, it very well. 24 frames per second, though. Mm-hmm. I can tell. You really need to see it if you haven't already. It really puts ham radio in an extremely positive light. We will drop that link in the show notes just as you produced, Nathan. Nathan signs off 73K1MAZ. Nathan's Nathan. kind of getting pushy as a producer. Yeah. He had the voicemail and then the email. We get it, man. It's good. Like, it speaks for itself, Nathan. We trust you. We're good. Yeah. We got you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> it is very good nice nice pull nathan by the way that's a, that's a good one for sure very because cool. obviously uh track name ham and album name ham probably not getting you know we'll scraped do, we're gonna by do our Google. part yeah we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna do our part. <laughs> we're gonna try, try to raise the uh the amplification on this a yes bit. <laughs> the next email is titled will i make the email cut <gasps> i think you did and this is from timbits <gasps> Tim Bits? Is this Hortons? Is this a Hortons email? Hortons. Tim Hortons. I've never been somebody. You've been to Canada. I have, but like How? not at a time you where you can't fall over and not land into a Tim Hortons. You can if you're an immigrant <laughs> whose family only eats Asian food at the time. Now my mom's a big fan of Tim Hortons. She got she made shoes too. Yes, yes she it's true. <laughs> Two Tim Horton stops. <laughs> now I'm going to feel really bad if Tim's last name is actually Bits and we have made fun of him. <laughs> That's what was the my subject bad. again? Will I make the email cut? Oh, okay. <laughs> Greetings, Leah and Josh. I hope your family had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Okay. It, it was a great it was. Thanksgiving. I know we recorded a podcast that night, but... Sorry, everyone, I guess. This is... Sorry we brought you a podcast. Naturally, mm. after Thanksgiving, everybody talks about their Thanksgiving to each other. Mm -hmm. Okay? I had no idea what terrible Thanksgivings people have. I... What do you mean? Like, my friends were talking about the drama that unfolded or did not unfold that day and later unfolded because they did or did not see their families or whatever and i i haven't either i haven't experienced any negative thanksgivings in my entire life <laughs> it's a great holiday then yeah <laughs> there's no presents to disappoint you you know 
<laughs> yeah, like why why does Thanksgiving get all this like uh <laughs> You know, because it's the beginning of the holiday season. Sure. And you're seeing family members that you may have like conflict with. And Oh, like the crazy uncle with the with the crazy conversations, all that stuff. Right. That. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then you know that it's only the first meal of the season. Mm-hmm. Because you will likely see them again for Christmas. I guess I'm the crazy uncle then. Because I keep living my life waiting for the crazy uncle to come at me and be like, let's do this. It's like when when you have a crazy uncle. I have many crazy uncles and none of them will tangle with me anymore. They just aren't invited to Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's also true. But like we've never had like there's never been one of those like drag out moments, right? Like that's what I think people... You're talk about is these drag out moments where the crazy uncle says the thing i don't know that they are in the moment and somebody who has had a bad holiday meal mm. please tell no. us but i don't you know think what that you know what it is you know what it is it's just in retrospect no you know what it is hmm. do you remember all the uh all the the thanksgivings we had at my dad's place when he was married with his other wife mm. remember chuck Oh, the wife's Chuck. brother. No. No, that was uh that was the guy who drank the Pepsi out of shot glasses. Chuck was the daughter's husband. <gasps> Chuck. Yeah. He was that guy. He was that guy. Oh, and then the He was the guy like okay. The granddaughter that I, was I wanted like... to say I want I want to say to all all the Canadian fans, I am actually a big fan of the Canadian tuxedo. Yes. Which is do you know what the Canadian tuxedo is? Jeans on jeans. Je- jeans on jeans. Denim on denim. Yeah. Chuck in Southern California rocked that lifestyle all the time. <laughs> Pop collar all the time. And he does not have a Yamaha enticer. He is not sending it every day. <laughs> he was a pipe fitter. <laughs> he was sending nothing other than poop or water. <laughs> he could still rock out. That's rude. I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> Okay, so, but even then, mm-hmm. there's there was no n- knockdown, drag out, like shouting match. No situation. Mm-hmm. It's always this like super awkwardness where someone has said something, and then the other person is deciding whether or not they're going to say something. And most of the time, they say nothing. But then if they say something back, then the other person normally doesn't say anything back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then everyone is just silently, like, eating their food. <laughs> like it's popcorn. <laughs> like, like it's a Mac- Michael Jackson in a theater situation. I think that would be the extent of the, like, crazy Thanksgiving is Chuck. Chuck is the cr- is the crazy, crazy guy. But I want to know. Do people have, like, knocked down? Oh, it's got to be. Out? It's got to be, like, huge you're political just, like, disagreements. You're just shouting at each other. People are leaving, not finishing their food. Could you imagine? <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to give food away. And you imagine somebody's like, I ate half my plate on the first round. I have to go now. <laughs> You'd be like, no. Take half a turkey. <laughs> no, I must storm out. <laughs> this is... I mean, I can imagine this like, mm, yeah, it's time for us to go now. You're just going to. Oh, yeah. time to go now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes, we had a lovely, 
Thanksgiving, it may be because we don't invite people <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, aren't our vibe. You know, you, you know what? Um, hey, here, here's a look forward to 2023 being the year of you just not inviting people you don't like anymore. Oh, I thought you were going to say 2023. Let's invite my uncles. <laughs> Uh, most of them are invited. Most. No. No. At, no. An invitation. No. An invi- there, it's literally one uncle that I could, it's Jim. The rest <laughs> of them are like nuts. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, they're all nuts. On one side. On the other side, it's not any better. Charlie no. or. Charlie's fine. Charlie's fine. Charlie's fine. Charlie's actually. Ed? No, no, no. Charlie's probably a version of who you would be if you got addicted to drugs. wow wow and got over it i mean he's no longer got over it yeah he's no longer addicted to drugs thank you yeah yeah that's a but he has the same like uh, that's a very explicit prestige path that i could have gone down in that in that in my role-playing life adventure uh i'm gonna i'm gonna roll well, I want I want crackhead strength, <laughs> so I'm gonna get heavily addicted to drugs, but then I'm gonna fight it. That will that will bring up my constitution. So obviously, I'm rolling into a paladin late game. <laughs> like, what is happening? Uh, you know, I think everybody had a really good time, though, which is important to me. Mm-hmm. That everybody feels welcome and had a good time, mm-hmm. and uh, that was I ended up seeing. Um, I think I mentioned that my friend Ellen left for New York and her husband on his the, the day of his favorite meal Came was, to our house. was like left alone. And he had like uh, casually like in another conversation mentioned it. Um, and I was like, what do you mean you're going to be alone for Thanksgiving? You need to come over. I've already peeled back the lip of my hungry man yeah. for tonight's <laughs> evening tonight's evening so i saw him and he expressed this is the ongoing joke with uh with helen and her husband Mm -hmm. okay her husband eats something that i've made okay (laughs) like literally i have never until thanksgiving Mm -hmm. all he has seen me make and has tried is is leftover food Okay, and by leftover food, I mean Turn Helen, leftovers into something. Yeah, Helen needed to clear room from her freezer so that we could have an ice cream party there, mm-hmm. right? So she gave me a bunch of leftovers, and I cooked them. <laughs> <laughs> like what it was in her freezer, I made a new dish. In this right. case, it was like a surf and turf udon, okay? Sure. Kenny said it was one of the best things he ever ate (laughs) and that Helen needs to learn the recipe for this. And I'm like, bro, there is no recipe. (laughs) Pull stuff from your fridge and throw it together or from your freezer and throw it together. So then he comes over another time when like all the kids are over and uh, we're trying to decide whether or not we're going to order food. And I'm like, it's so late now. I'm just going to make ramen. (laughs) Right. right. And by make ramen, I mean instant ramen. Right. Well, <laughs> nothing you're thinking of instant ramen is the type of instant ramen Leia makes. Yeah. So I make this uh, I make this broth. 
Right. You made a broth. So Leia is the type of person where the ramen comes with a packet mm -hmm. that makes the soup. I've main I've maybe seen you use like one packet out of like four ramen bushels mm. of of stuff mm -hmm. just for like the salt and MSG yeah. kind of content mm -hmm. kind of thing. And everything else you just wing it most of yeah. the time. Yeah. And so, you know, I put the stuff in the broth. Right. Right. And then he was like, <laughs> Helen later told me that when when he talked to her later that night, he was like, you need to get that ramen recipe. <laughs> There's no recipe. There's no recipe. It's, it's noodles in a bag, man. <laughs> like... <laughs> But you add a lot of stuff. I mean, like what I have on hand, yeah. But, but there's no... Okay, so this is... Oddly enough, I'm going to turn this into ham radio a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so there's no replacement for doing. You've been making a lot of meals for a long time. Okay. And you have been able to put things together that have a good flavor. Whether it's a combination of seasoning and ingredients, all that stuff. Texture, all that stuff. Okay. You do it almost unconsciously in some cases. Uh, I mean, I'm conscious when I'm cooking. Yeah, no, I, mean, I mean, I'm not like passed out and then, <laughs> and then a rat takes over my body. Like... I've got to get my big elongated vertical hat to do the rest of this one. No, in the sense that like you will make you will you will start going with something. You will taste it and be like, oh, it needs this. And you don't go like must break out the teaspoons. Oh, it's right, like, right. It's like a, a knock of this and a dash of that sure, and, sure. and all this stuff. Yeah. And over time, that's a skill you developed, right? Okay. So for ham radio, building antennas it is kind of like that, like tuning skill. Oh, how much salt do you put on an antenna? It's so much MSG. <laughs> all on the ground. It makes whew, SWR so sweet. Just kiss SWR. <laughs> no, but the point is, is like you, you it's just like anything. You, if you do it long enough, you you get almost I don't want to say like a second sense, but you get like I've been here before. I know what the result's going to be. So why don't we just skip over like three steps and get to the good result right now? Mm. You're not doing that consciously. You're just doing that by the fact you've done it so many times. Okay. Right? Okay. So if you tune up a Wolf River coil antenna 10 times, I bet you from the first time you did it to the 10th time you did it, you're going to be way faster because you've done it so many times. You know the recipe. Okay. It's in your head. You never wrote it down. There isn't a recipe. Mm. It's because you did it. It's because you continued to do it. You've built it in as almost your cooking, like your cooking style is you know that meme, that joke of like... I would like to be the atom of cooking, though. You kind of are. You, you kind of are. You kind of are. So, you know that joke? It's like, I'm trying to cook in here, and all these people want to, like, hang out, and they're in my kitchen. Yeah. Like, you are kind of like that because, it, like, you won't, you won't say anything to offend anybody. But at the same time, I only... I know that whatever they're doing is just slowing down the efficiency. Yeah. of the process mm -hmm. and i know you're thinking that in your head it's like no i tell you i'm like what are you doing me here? yes but yeah. like yes like yes <laughs> I, i've never seen <laughs> you say like why don't you just go sit down no i mean even with sarah hun Sa go sit down <laughs> i'm like sarah why are you staring at me <laughs> go chill <laughs> like... it's honestly the same concept 
If you do something long enough or as many times. Sarah will stare at you. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah will stare. Or, or Milo. <laughs> if you do anything long enough, like you will you will develop a kind of um, an internal recipe. Mm-hmm. And it's not a thing that you can necessarily write down. Because how do you write down for like, you know what, Ashley? I said the wolf of recoil. That's a perfect analogy because... The wolf of recoil is one of those uh, loaded vertical antennas mm-hmm. where you have to slot the PC, the 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 pipe fitting up mm-hmm. and down, right? So you kind of look at it and you go, that doesn't look like 20 meters. And you slot it to where you think 20 meters is because mm-hmm. you've done it enough times. But until you've done it enough times, you don't know where to go like, here's my starting point. Mm-hmm. And then you start going up or down from there. But until you've done it, then you're way off the map and you got to click through all the little circles mm-hmm. on that coil until you find where you're within the band for the band you're trying to be on. Mm-hmm. But that's just from doing it. Ah, okay. That's the only way you know. Yeah. So the secret is MSG in both okay. cases, <laughs> both cooking and antennas. But use the mushroom powder one. Don't use like... That is your secret ingredient. Mushroom powder? Yeah, I do. I do love mushroom powder. Uh, So then um, I was like, okay, Helen, tell me, tell me what Candy said about Thanksgiving and be brutally honest. She was like, he said it was like the best Thanksgiving ever. (laughs) And, and, and then it was, that's all, that's like such a great compliment. Sure. Of course. You know, and I think. But you want to probably help her. No, why? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Wow, I love it. Well, okay, I'm going to give you <laughs> ducks across the the podcast studio. She didn't ask for help. If she asked for help, oh, okay. then oh, okay. I would help her. Oh, but okay. I'm not going to be like, Helen, let me uh, let me, let me give into you your... unwarranted, yeah. like unrequested. Like, advice. Yeah, she's my friend. I'm not right. going to I'm not going to listen to Canny. <laughs> like I'm going to hmm. I'm, I'm going to be like, uh, you know, well, you're at my house. <laughs> If right. Yeah. Right. So anyways, that was a real digression. Uh Tim says <laughs> the new podcast Sorry, Tim. format is great. Thank you. I am a big fan of the always entertaining two to two point five hours of jocularity and ham radio geek speak. I'm beginning my HF journey with the Yesu FT eight nine one. For the time being, it will serve double duty, i.e. a base station and for portable operations. No plans for an amplifier, so max output would be 100 watts or less. Thanks to my HOA, all of my antennas will be portable. Mm -hmm. I would appreciate your thoughts about a solid antenna tuner to use in my situation. Josh, please help me spend my money wisely. Which one is it? Let me That's spend it. your money. <laughs> well, it's too quiet. Here, do it again. Let me spend your money. I think that's the wrong button. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so um, LDG, LDG makes a series of pretty decent antennas for 100-watt transceivers that are still portable. Because that's kind of the problem with, with the 100-watt radios is that they start getting real big on you, and uh, it it's it's not going to cure all your ills. And by the way, um, gosh, how do I? Okay, I'll I'll let me break down my my thoughts on this one. 
I am pro tuner if it's 20 watts and under. Okay. I'm generally a huge fan of resonant antennas if you are at 100 watts. So okay. going back to my Wolf River comment, uh, Wolf River coil, or my soda beams, dipole, or N-fed half waves, I, I would much rather you be just a resonant antenna in most situations at 100 watts, particularly if you want to do digital modes, because there's not really a good way to get around the RF that you're causing. Okay. You can throw toroids on it, but most of the time it's just like get the antenna in a better place so that it is more effective and less causing you problems. So LDG would be the limit of what I would recommend for a tuner, and that's that's about it. That's where I would go. All right. Well, hope that answers your question, Tim. Unaffiliated. Not related to LG, LDG at all. Well, Tim signs off. Thank you both. Best wishes to you and your family for a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. Thank you. Same to you. Best wishes you. and 73, Tim. Thank you. Awesome. Well, hopefully uh, that Yesu FT891 serves Tim well. I'm going to... Is it time yet? Oh, not yet. Okay, not yet. Well, calm down. Leah, calm down. <laughs> the next email is titled Mobile Radio in along with some quick updates. Okay. And this is from Andrew, Alabama Andrew, to be oh, specific. All right, all right. Welcome back, Alabama Andrew. We've been on the edge of our seats about your ham shack. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hello, Josh and Leah. It has been a while since I last emailed you two. I hope you two had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your families. Well, you know what else about Thanksgiving? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah. I know I did. Who doesn't love a holiday that you get to pig out on copious amounts of food that you didn't have to cook? I had to cook it, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were yeah. both actively involved in the food process. <laughs> Not to mention the impromptu pyrotechnics that ensue from watching your parents' neighbor drop a turkey uh, too too quick into their fryer. I think we might do that next year. What? I don't know. I haven't. I, I haven't set something committed. on fire. I haven't completely committed to get a smoker, so I think we might fry the turkey next year. I I like our house. Though. No, we'll do it on the lawn. In the front lawn. Yeah. Can you do it on someone else's lawn? Yeah, Can sure. we do it we'll in do the middle of the street? street? We'll do it on that neighbor's lawn. <laughs> do, do, do it in the middle of the street. Yeah. Yes, perfect. Don't worry. Everybody is safe and somewhat unharmed, except for that man's eyebrows. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I can. I can because I watched enough videos. <laughs> so you saw, did you see the, 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 I, I think we talked about it last week where mm -hmm. it was the picture of the kitchen that had uh -huh. the full oil burner set up in the kitchen. Oh my like God. A, on like a sheet of cardboard, <laughs> like get ready to fry the turkey. <laughs> Please don't do it. Please don't. <laughs> Sorry for the long hiatus on updates. My fire department ended up scheduling the structure interviews for lieutenant earlier than expected. So I had to contend with getting myself prepared for those, but I thought I would drop an email and kind of update you on things. Well, I want to, I want to know about the lieutenant thing. 
Yeah, a little bit. Good luck with that. <laughs> hey, Leah, do you ever think it's weird that uh, in the UK they call the lieutenant the lieutenant? No, why? That's fine for you? Yeah, why? I don't know. The, le- just... the lieutenant. The lieutenant. It's also the lieutenant in the United States. Is it spelled the same way? It, it's basically the same rank. I know, but is it spelled the same way? I don't know. I'm not prepared. To I would this be. Question. I would probably feel different about it if lieutenant was spelled like lieutenant. Okay. When you think about lieutenant in your head, and if the British come up with lieutenant out of that, that would be a problem. Mm. Yeah, I get it. Since last email, I have finally finished the install of my mobile radio in my truck. The current setup is the TYT 9800 with a diamond antenna, K400 lip mount currently mounted to my driver door for ease of reach with a diamond NR770 antenna mounted on it. Boy, am I glad I went with the NR770. Being able to fold the antenna down has saved me from many cringe moments. You know the ones that you would get from hearing your antenna constantly hitting the concrete beams in oh, a yeah, parking in deck? Parking, yeah. I'm very familiar with that. I am. <laughs> I am. You're not more, even high. More familiar than I would like to be. Yeah. <laughs> there were times where we wouldn't go somewhere. <laughs> Because you were like, uh, do you see? <laughs> no, it was because of the roof rack. It wasn't because of the antenna. Ah, uh, I see. There was okay. a huge roof rack on top of that Xterra. Even though I bought the TYT to use as a mobile radio, the crossband repeat function has been used the most so far. Mm. It has allowed me to obviously reach out farther, but I was surprised when I could reach almost two counties away, hitting a repeater net that I soon found out was one of the oldest VHF nets in the Southeast Golden Gabbers. That's a cool name. The Golden, the golden gabbers. gabbers. In what is a, that? Like people that talked about the gold that they found? Yeah, right? <laughs> the, they've been gabbing. Or they've got like gold teeth in their mouth. And they're, they, they talk a lot. That's the Golden Gabbers. Until that better antenna is set up, I am currently satisfied with what I have now. And oh, if you were wondering how I keep my battery from going dead, the battery stays on a 750 milliamp battery maintainer when at home. Very cool. So you pull it out of the vehicle. That's... I feel like this email has gotten too long for the new format, so I will okay. make the next bit of information short. Okay, here we go. I take my general exam... Online, December 9th. Good luck. Good luck. Been studying hard, so wish me luck. Done. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Oh, wife and I are still, quote unquote, discussing over where to place the antenna on the property slash house. Currently still losing that battle for now. Andrew, you have turn, given up. Turn, so- in, t- turn in, <laughs> tune into our NBC sitcom. Where's the antenna go? (laughs) Andrew, I feel like, first, you've been through so much. Okay? (laughs) There was a shack, then there wasn't a shack. (laughs) Then there was another shack you could put an antenna on, and then there wasn't another shack you could put an antenna on. Like, I... uh, Okay. Alabama Andrew. (laughs) I want you... 
cares what I want you If to there do. was a sitcom, Alabama Andrew and his wife would actually be written as our neighbors. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the wife who's against, like, you are the constantly suffering wife of all my contraptions that I put up on the roof. And his wife is the one who is staunchly against any of it. Yes. And he is, like, coming to us lamenting. I think of his, Vern of his and trials. Renee would also be neighbors. But, Renee being the most supportive. Yeah, Vern wife. and Renee would be the like the friends would pop up in the trailer, like they'd come up in the motorhome. Yeah. And then, like the horn would blast be like, it's Vern and Renee. And we are like, yeah, what's up, bud? And, uh, and and he's like, Man, you just gotta, you know, you, you, you gotta give a lot of love. Yeah. You gotta give a lot of love. And, and like uh, and then Alabama Andrew and his wife, I would talk to Alabama Andrew's wife, and then she would convince me to get mad about something and right. that would cause marital then, discord. That would be a whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is basically a sitcom. <laughs> oh my god, that's what we just made. Yeah. Okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a, a Google Maps picture of your whole property. Square, square it up. Like, line it up for me. Take the picture, take the screen cap, and then draw the lines with paint if you have to. Draw around your Not property. literal paint, like MS paint. No, I want you to literally <laughs> break up the water <laughs> I want it on uh, uh, vellum, if possible. <laughs> the only way I could be accurate. And you must send it by homing pigeon. <laughs> must be by pigeon, okay? I apologize. This is this is what I require this for my services. <laughs> So give me a shot of your house satellite and then give me some kind of range like so so that's the other problem is you got to like tell me how long like one of the walls is in feet because otherwise I can't I can't transmute that into antenna length. Okay. Right. So give me like take an overshot of your property the whole thing Mm -hmm. and then give me like one of the longest walls in feet so that I can I can turn that into how much distance i have for the rest of the space what do you mean walls and feet okay Uh, i'll say it again i need to understand what the conversion is to feet out of a picture okay and if you like is a legend gonna be okay like (laughs) yeah the legend of the hidden temple that's what i need I need I need him to say that the longest wall on the garage is 18 feet so that I can literally take a piece of paper over the image and draw 18 feet. And then that is my legend that when I go around his property and mm-hmm. figure out what the surface area is or the space, that is what you base it off of is mm-hmm. that that wall mm-hmm. because it's OK. There's no. Th- <laughs> I don't know if you knew this about Google Maps, but they don't give you a... a yes, they do. Google Maps does not. Yes, they do. A mile mark? Like yes. A, in, no. It, it Where? Is Go ahead. Look it up. No. They absolutely do. That's why I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Okay. Well, about? if Google Maps has this, Leo will show me, and then we're all good. Then we're all good. But but send me a picture of your situation and let me see if we can help you out a little bit because I I think we can probably come up with a stealth a stealth antenna. I honestly think though if we if we just really got a wire really up high in your situation I think it would it would solve. Hey most Josh, problems. check this yeah, out. Yeah, what, what are we looking at? What you see that there? little thing in the bottom? What's that? That says a thousand feet and. Let it, me see that. Let me see that. And it like shows you what? the distance of a thousand feet. What? <laughs> What happens when you zoom in really fast though, like like into a backyard? 
Okay, hold on. Like, go all the way into our backyard. I'm, I'm going to go into somebody else's backyard. Uh, it's just us right now, bud. It's 20 feet. <laughs> I still have to I still have to take a piece of paper. Yeah, and... you make the paper. Who cares? Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Still on me. <laughs> but what if you need to zoom in or out? Okay, well, I guess. <laughs> then your paper doesn't work. <laughs> you loon. <laughs> I got to get a new paper. <laughs> well. allow me to retort i was trying to protect the identity of anybody that wanted me to help them and not assume that they wanted to give me their address so if you give me a picture you will also have to give me the rubric for the space but he can just screenshot including the mile marker okay all right that's fine (laughs) that'll count yeah that'll count (laughs) assuming he gets it in there that's fine (laughs) Measure your longest wall <laughs> so, I, so I can make something that doesn't work if I zoom in or out. <laughs> I'm trying to protect people's identities. <laughs> he still doesn't have to give you his address, though. <laughs> he doesn't have to do it. I... <laughs> <laughs> How did you not know? Andrew's been through so much. <laughs> Let me help him. <laughs> it's part of the process. Grieving. <laughs> and there's a Vernon Renee just shaking their heads at all of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. Well. Andrew continues or signs off. 73s allergic to beans. Hornets are jerks. Armadillos are opossums with heavy armor. <laughs> How are you allergic to beans? <laughs> you say this like half of the time that Andrew says this. <laughs> I still don't get it. Like, I don't think that's dad joke. My wallet is like an onion. When I open it, it makes me cry. <laughs> Alabama Andrew, KQ4, APD. P.S. Speaking of show format, the past couple of podcasts, the Metro Jingle has been missing. What's going on? Is the jingle gone? I need my jingle. If I don't get the jingle, you know what happens. Pause for effect. Nothing, because I still love the podcast nonetheless. We've been playing it at the end of every podcast. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because that's now my Pavlovian go to sleep. <laughs> it's my Korean call to say night night. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for all of the up- updates. Updates. <laughs> good good luck with the lieutenant in, situation. In Scandinavia, the oof date. We have a Scandinavian kitchen, and it has really messed with my pronunciation. It is. Screwing us all up. Oh, we didn't even mention we had to replace the dishwasher. I don't want to talk about the dishwasher. <laughs> we, we kept all of our old appliances originally because I, like, painstakingly research things until I get 
the things that I want and the aesthetics align. Yeah, no one would ever assume that's anything other than the case <laughs> listening to this podcast. No one would assume that you were like, I'm just going to go with the flow on all these major <laughs> decisions. No one is going to think that Leia is not the painstakingly decision maker of the entire family. I Then I saw the dishwasher was leaking. <laughs> that was... <laughs> On the night of the boys' first sleepover, that they was had friends nightmare. over sleeping over. A nightmare. And it was leaking, and Josh tried to fix it. Meanwhile, my best friend Sarah is here. And I'm like, uh, so should I start looking for a new one? Or like, what, what do we do? <laughs> All right. And keep in mind, it's like still like Black Friday. Oh, yeah. So actually, it was so, the best time for it to fail. So I'm I'm actually like just thinking, let's just get it now because I'd rather not repair it and then have it break not during Black Friday sales. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm sitting there and uh, you're messing around with it. So frustrated. So frustrated. I'm like, uh, should I should I order it now? And then you're like, just wait, wait. And then you'd be like, oh, j- go ahead, get ready to order. <laughs> I, 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 you said that so many times. Okay. So, such a roller coaster. A, a dishwasher has two problems water going in and water going out. Mm. That's the bit. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's generally like an, an entire enclosed shell mm-hmm. to the whole thing. And so, I assumed that when our contractors were taking apart everything, they just didn't tighten up everything all the way. Yeah. And so I went in there and I tightened it all up, got it all seated back in there, screwed it in. Actually, I, we pulled it out to test it. Mm-hmm. Had the drain valve. They literally um, made, no, no, they had a coupler. They had a coupler from the drain valve off of the washer into the the, the breather. In California, mm-hmm. we have to have a breather into the garbage disposal and we started running it and it was leaking out of places that i never expected it to leak at all like the motor assembly for the entire thing i would have to take it apart take take the take the whole thing apart Mm -hmm. right and then rebuild that motor assembly or or buy the replacement and then re you know put it in seal it appropriately do the whole thing mm-hmm. it was already like $200 just for the motor assembly yeah and then you have to seal it and do all that stuff and i'm like okay now i'm at the point where let's just let's just buy the replacement mm-hmm. so we did and uh wh- by the time we made that decision i think it was like 2 in the morning mhm and Sarah was still there. And she yeah, was like, Yeah, she hung out for a long she time. She was, well, she was not leaving because she thought she sensed marital discord, <laughs> right? Oh, Because no. you were frustrated. And I was like, All right, just let me know. <laughs> like, Josh isn't the guy that's going to beat his wife over a dishwasher. No, no, no. That wasn't the reason. Okay. Um, but then she ended up going home and telling Alex that it was like a master class <laughs> in what to do for in marriages when like a disaster strikes (laughs) because we were just like all right well you do that and i'll wait for you to finish doing that (laughs) and then we'll decide what we're gonna do right and there was not like really hemming and hawing about the final decision 
Well, that's true. Yeah. We don't do a lot of having and hawing as people. Yeah. So now I have a dishwasher that looks like it's a cabinet. <laughs> At the end of the day, this is actually the, the better place we could have ended. Yeah, absolutely. The dishwasher just said, you know what? I'm out of place here. I have to go. <laughs> it's like, this is such a nice kitchen. I don't, I don't feel good about myself. I, I'm not. I'm going to cut myself. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and oust myself yeah. from this whole situation. <laughs> so that dishwasher got is so, literally sitting on the, the curb right now. Yeah. So if anybody wants it. Come <laughs> and uh, Josh and I installed. I mean, you did some of the work, but I, I you are. <laughs> I have, I have now as much as the, the, the dishwasher that had to go frustrated me. I have never been more frustrated by an appliance in my life. I spent so much time getting that new dishwasher in place. Yes. That again, and it goes back to my original statement statement. Dishwashers are stupid. It's like a plug. For power. Yeah. Water in. It's always hot. You don't give it anything but hot mm -hmm. and a drain. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. I had to go back to Lowe's. I had to figure out all this other stuff. And then I ultimately ended up just with, well, the, okay. So sometimes, <laughs> so sometimes Ikea solves a problem that you don't know you have. Okay. So in my head, I'm thinking to myself, I have to adapt the drain line for the breather that already was there into the IKEA. Mm -hmm. So I went to IKEA. Or, so Electrical so to, Lux makes the IKEA. Um, it's a Kenwood. Uh, no, it's a it's a Whirlpool. Whirlpool. No, sorry, Frigidaire. Frigidaire. Yeah. So I went to uh, Lowe's, and I'm like, I need to adapt these two drain things and buy this deal, whatever. And so I bought this $6 coupler thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to adapt the old coupler drain line to the new coupler drain line. And I, at least in my head, I told myself, don't cut the new washer's plug. Don't do anything to that assembly at all. Mm -hmm. You're going to you're gonna hate life if you do anything to this thing. Just, just do all the work on that $6 coupler you bought. So I, I messed around with it. It leaked all over the place. Eventually, I just told myself, I'm like, well, what if we just went with that drain line? That looks like almost six to eight feet. What if we just went with it straight up to the uh, to the breather on the sink? And I think there was a little rubber grommet thing somewhere. And that looked like it was the right <laughs> fit. And, I, and I, I, I was looking around for it forever. And I yelled out, like, where is this dumb, you know, cork or plug? Ben runs in. Ben's like, "Oh, it's right here, Dad." Ben is a real Hufflepuff. He's good at finding things. And he he pulled it up. And he was like, "Here you go." And I'm like, "That's it, bud. You got it." And I slammed it into the breather, slammed the plug into the breather as far as I could get, and then got the the drain plug on it, which ultimately is a better is a better solution because you don't have a coupler to fail in the middle somewhere mm -hmm. buried under your your counter, right? <laughs> so better solution. But also so frustrated because this washer was a way larger capacity washer than her last one. Mm -hmm. Deeper, higher, all the things. So I had to reroute 
all the plumbing vertically through our cupboard cupboards with a step bit versus through the side of the wall into that space. And that drove me nuts. <laughs> everything. I, oh, man. It's, yeah. It was a time. And, you know, I, I installed that toe kick thing. So which I had the foresight to buy. Dude, you did. And it looks it looks fantastic. Thank you. It, it, it I am uh, I'm continually very happy by the kitchen. Yeah. It it has become the best room in the house. It's true. Quickly. It's it's the heart of the house. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, on to the last email. It's the final email. All right, where are we taking this? The last email is titled Winter Field Day, and this is from Douglas. Oh. I will be doing Winter Field Day this year from the Agua Fria National Monument. Hopefully a few other hams will be able to join me. I will be on 40 meters. Hopefully I will also have 20 meters set up. If not with a second dipole with an NFET half wave, I have yet to finish. It's the kind of antenna I can get completed. It won't, meet, it won't take me well over a year, though. Jason, I mean, Josh, pun intended. <laughs> Sick burn on the last email. <laughs> so. But who is it burning? Jason for having an NFED halfway that wasn't built for over a year. No, it's not. He he's built many an NFED halfway. It's Don't the you... DX Commander. Uh, <laughs> All right. And that's it. Thank you so much. And that is from Douglas. So that's a hot tip to start getting ready. It sounds dumb, but think about it. Winter Field Day is January 28th and 29th of 2023. And it's holiday season, guys. Yeah, remember so, when the last time we did Winter Field Day was at the beach? No, it wasn't. Yeah. We've had another Winter Field Day since then. Nope. It was at the beach, the, the condo you rented. No, that was like two years ago. Yeah, that was the last time we did Winter Field Day. Oh, really? Yeah. What have you been doing since? I didn't do Winter Field Day. Wow. That's wild. So maybe we should uh, find another place. Oop. Maybe my dad's? Go to my dad's? Is, then I could probably be in the winter for Winter Field Day? Like I could earn what, the strikes? What day? It's, it's January? January 28th and 29th of next year. Uh, that's like right around Chinese New Year, though. Mmm. Sounds like you're not going to have another winter field day because <laughs> you married someone Chinese. <laughs> that's a sitcom right there. That, that's a whole episode right there. <laughs> but honey, winter field day is coming up. And then you have to explain to the audience, what's well, winter field day? Winter field day is where we like, we take all our nerd stuff out in the field. <laughs> we set up these big antennas and we try to communicate with everyone. And then Alabama Andrew's wife, who never celebrated <laughs> Lunar New Year before, <laughs> decides that's the key. <laughs> that's the year. <laughs> so then Alabama Andrew also cannot celebrate Winterfield Day. But then you storm in in like a, a red uh, knotted Chinese dress, uh -huh. like with the toggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chi Pao. And you're like, that's 
Chinese New Year. Why would I have an accent? I don't know. It's NBC. Why man. would I? It's NBC. Calm down. Why, why would I suddenly have an accent? You have to have a bit of an accent. Absolutely not. Will they believe it though? I don't know. They. Of course they will. Okay. So you're just angry. Is what it is. You're just you're just angry. That's all you got. Okay. And the kids are all upset because they want their red envelopes. Edison's got some scheme of how he's going to triple his money. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, this is it. Like, Edison's, Edison's scheming. I'm, and then I'm but in the situation. Ben, of, ben wants to do interview. I'm in the situation of like, I'm the guy who's been in the family for like a, <laughs> over a decade now at this point. And I have to go, <laughs> I have to do my whole, you know, uh, Lacey, you know, yes. Gong Hei Fa Choi. Sun Yin Fai Moi. I gotta do all the things to get the envelope. And then I, then you see me run, just run and get in the car and drive to, you know, the ice or the snow. For what? No, this is a sitcom. This is an episode. <laughs> I know, but. We were workshopping. Why like, this is called workshopping in the biz. But what? Okay. <laughs> the no did you not? Did you not see the? Did you not see the ream of paper I put in front of you? That is the script that was <laughs> that was secured with Brad's. Not a big fan. Not big. I'm more of a Kyle fan. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Let's just call it. <laughs> this, when this is Chinese New Year? January twenty fifth. Oh, so that's that weekend. <laughs> yes, oh my that's god! That's what I'm telling you. That's <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> Literally, I think the last two con like the last two contests, I got wiped out because of family stuff. Let's let's just see how it goes. You, you let's. <laughs> this is the optimist, like the. The ARRL sweepstakes, I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Mm. What were you doing? Family stuff. Oh, man. That sucks. <laughs> Chinese New Year moves, at least. So it's it's not always going to be on the same date. Yeah, it's, soon it's going to be like around Christmas time. So. Does it flip? Does it do that dramatically? Well, like? it's because of the lunar year yeah, is yeah, yeah. like a week and a half... Um, but it's got to get shorter. It's got to get to a point where it goes too far and then has to go like swing back, right? It has to because Lunar New Year is actually a, a spring celebration. It's the spring festival. Oh. <coughs> and it's not it's not in spring right now. No. <laughs> so Wait, something's going to happen. The moon festival is supposed to be not uh sorry, no. No, that's that's moon festival. It's supposed to be spring? No. Moon Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year is different from the mid autumn moon festival, which happens in the fall. Okay, you you, you because complicated it literally my says mid autumn in it. Okay. You, you, you complicated my whole life. I'm trying to get to the, I'm trying to just narrow down one Chinese holiday right now. Yeah, lunar lunar new year is Chinese New Year. Yes. 
and that is but that's only how, how far does it go before it swings deep back no into december like honestly it, I, I remember a, it being in december right it was right it when i remember doing chipmunk namoy and like i had a, a jacket on uh, was it an unseasonably cold spring does it go like early January to late February, or what does it swing? Where are the swing dates? I mean, it used to be in like March. Chinese New Year. Yes. In March. Yes. What? Yeah. This is wild. Oh, I'm sorry. Chinese New Year this year is on the twenty second. Oh. Of January. Is that like so Winterfield Day's on? We don't know. But that's a we Sunday. don't know. Oh. But the twenty second's a Sunday, so maybe it might be on. That's why I'm telling you, chill. We'll we'll figure Okay, I'm gonna chill. Well but <laughs> we'll figure out whether or not this is really gonna happen for you. <laughs> but the the point of where I'm going with this is um when when we did Chinese New Year before mm. and Winterfield Day was actually like a we went to a place. We can go to my dad's or something like that for winter field day. You want a destination field day. <laughs> Every winter field day has been a destination winter field day. The last one was on the beach, which I'm fine with. We can do that again. I'll go to the beach. Oh, it's going to be so cold in January. There's not even a chance did of it. getting we, in the water. We did it the last time. That was the last time we went. Was that was January. like a whole month that was later. COVID. That was pre-COVID. No, that was during COVID because the kids were virtual school. Winter that's field why. days dates doesn't move. The winter, it's not Chinese New Year. So winter field day of 20, uh, of 28th, 2019 or 20, we, we were in San Diego. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, it's, but that was during COVID because the kids were virtual schooling. Yes. That's yes. the reason we could do it. Well, it's just a weekend, man. I know, but you had to get set up on Friday. No, I, I can get set up real fast. I can get set up real fast. Okay, so we could we could leave. Don't after don't school. don't make me be the crutch. We can we can find a solution. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is um like from now until probably March mm -hmm. the kids have lion dance practices and performances mm -hmm. so it's possible that they have a lion dance so could they be sponsored by the ham radio crash course and i just put antennas on the the lions <laughs> could we do that good ground plane all but all of the performances are indoors <laughs> like <laughs> These 10-year-old children are like, it's so heavy. Everything's made of copper. <laughs> I mean, I, you could possibly do it with the dragons because the dragons are already on sticks. The dancing is happens with sticks. There's multiple sticks. I'm grounding the antenna through my body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think. Yeah. So that's I it. I think it's too far Winterfield Day is out, man. We don't know. We don't know yet. This is literally how I live my life. <laughs> week to week. It's like a... One quarter month at a time. 
she she's been doing this too long. She's, she knows the jokes I'm dipping into. And I'm like, it's it's kind of like I'm living a, a quarter mile at the time, but a week. <laughs> now you're part of the All family. Right. Well, that's... Now. Now. I birthed figured it this out. family, okay? I grew this family in my womb lands. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> my womb lands. All right, we got to go, everybody. Hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun in, of making it, and the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73. Please come back next week. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs>